Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! IMLD Home Studios. In its ninth season, you are listening to In Much Less Detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. We are indeed live. You are listening to In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you on a Friday night, October the 8th, 2021. I'm Dre. He's Jay. I'm mourning my White Sox. They appear to, their postseason is going to be very, very short. You beat me to it. <laughs> so, yeah, because I knew it was coming. So, uh, hey, hell of a season. I'm, I'm already tipping my cap and, and wishing the oh. Astros the worst of luck. I'll I'll tell you yeah, yeah couldn't have happened to a nicer team right uh, yeah. yeah they had to lose the the Houston team uh, what a team to lose to but uh, this is uh, this is the problem I think the teams run into when they clinch their division like in July because I mean obviously I'm exaggerating but the when was the last time the White Sox played competitive baseball It's been a while Yeah and this is I, sometimes you you coast out of the uh, of the regular season and you haven't really had to play that, you know, had to, you haven't had to get the juice going for a while. And that, that entire division that they play in after them is just complete garbage. And you just wonder with Houston really in a race, you know, playing a lot of high leverage games, you know, trying to hold off the A's, the Mariners were even making a push a much more competitive baseball. And uh, Houston just looks like the more playoff ready team. I mean, or, you know, and, and again, this is the White Sox is your first taste, right? Uh, yeah, they, last uh, year, so the, they, you know, last, when they yeah, did the NBA and every team got in the playoffs. Yeah, what really counts from last season, though? I mean, you and know. Traveling to God knows where to play right, and all that. Doing all that weird, yeah, no fans, none of that. Uh, I, this really, to me, feels more like their first full run, and uh, it, it's ending like a, a young team getting their full full run. Or they're in, they're and, running up against a much more – you know, I won't even say talented, but I'll say a much more seasoned team. And, uh, yeah, Houston's putting it on them here the first two games. Yeah, Stroh's definitely been around the block more. I'm, I'm, I think it's injuries. I, I don't know if it's so much yeah. the um, lack of experience or the lack of, of uh, competitive baseball lately. I think every key player, uh, every key pitcher, I guess I should say, got hurt at the same time for the White Sox. Like, uh, Lance Lynn is just coming back from injury and, and got uh, beat up yesterday. Giolito isn't that far removed from coming back from yeah. injury. He didn't have it today. Uh, well, they don't know if they want to put Rodon out there for game three because he's hurt, clearly. Yeah, well, yeah, he's always hurt. Just, so just get, you know, yeah. if there's anything in the tank now, this is do or die. You you got to win this, you know, this is it. Yeah, but if you're that, gonna rely that, on the guy whose arm is trying to fall off, then that's that's not good. 
Was that the great Lurie Garcia in right field butchering that ball? Oh, uh, well, you that know. I saw that was some that was some rough defense on a very catchable ball, and it's just once once those once those balls start dropping, yeah, it, it's time. It's, it's not their year, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully next year everybody can stay in one piece, and, and hopefully they'll learn a lesson. You can't rely on Craig Kimbrell at any time other than the ninth because he's no good yes. then. He pitched the eighth again, and uh, about as yeah, Kyle Tucker took him yard, right? I think he feels like he's given up more runs in, uh, in his appearances than not. It feels like he has more appearances where he gives up something than actual yeah. clean appearances, and that's not what they traded for. But That wasn't first half of the season, Craig Kimbrell? Is that what you're saying? Uh, the zero-point-whatever ERA Kimbrell? No, it, it's weird. When you take him out of the ninth, and it's a, it's a different guy. I, I just it's, wish they had a way to know that beforehand. Because well, no one knew that. No, Nobody was telling no, them that was going to happen. It's no different than when you put these closers, especially these these high-leverage, like, high-impact closers, you know, like the elite guys, and you take them and, well, you go out and put them in a non-save situation. Put put them in a six-run ball game, right? And, and just watch that thing evaporate because they're just they're, they're not playing with that same, you know, these guys are different, you know, the, 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 that closer's mentality. It really is a different breed. It's why everybody can't do it. And you, you take Kimbrel and you put him into the eighth, and he just something about it just doesn't have the edge. Maybe it's ego, you know, who knows what it is. But yeah, he, he's definitely not the same guy pitching the eighth. I wish he was. I really do. But it's it's obviously different. You know, you get your one shot at the playoffs, you make it in, and and you know everything goes yeah. wrong. Everything that can go go wrong goes wrong, and and that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. But I, I'm still enthusiastically optimistic because of how young the core is and, and how uh, a lot of these guys are just getting started. You know, when you think, you know, think about Louis Robert and how little experience, oh, he yeah. has, how good is he going to be in three years? Uh, Eloy, you know, really his first real full season. How good is he going to be, uh, you know, missed the first half of this season? Um, no, their yeah. arrow is pointing up. I mean, that's for yeah. sure. Who's going to challenge them in that division for the next, four or five years. I mean, who's really going to step up? Division is just complete junk. Yeah, I don't I don't like the odds of any of those guys, Detroit or Cleveland or KC or Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota um, maybe. Maybe you figure this was the blip and Minnesota's going to be the – you know, if a team is going to bounce back out of that group, I guess you just have to go with the Twins off of, of history. But that's a mess. I, did, did you expect, I didn't expect the Twins to be that bad. I kind of did. I, I kind of figured that all those home runs they were hitting that that wasn't going to last. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's that's the uh, baseball breakdown. That's about all you're going to get from me. I don't care about yeah, well, anybody that's left because my team is dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, I'll, I would gladly take the season that you you had versus as, as watching the the Sox than the season that I had watching the Cubs. Selling everybody that did they sell the fixtures in the building in Wrigley? Did they? they sell I, I, I don't even. I don't have the heart to go and look up what their record was after oh. they melted down out of first place. You know yeah, when right. that they, they from the point when they went on that ten or fourteen game losing streak when they completely yacked up the whole thing. Um, right. What their record was because they were they blew games just. Every game, you know, I'd get a little scoring alert on my phone that they scored and took the lead, and two minutes later, they somebody else blew it. Like, they, the other team tied it up or took the lead. I was like, what? 
and, and the guys on that roster, I had no idea who they were even rolling out there late in the season. I mean, that was like, they weren't just emptying the bench. They they emptied the farm system. They were bringing up right. guys who you'll never hear from again to get their <laughs> cup of coffee. You don't think so, Frank Schwindel has a bright future? He <laughs> was uh, rookie, rookie of the week or rookie of the month. Yeah. Thanks to the other rookie, uh, no. Patrick Wisdom, the 30-year-old rookie. The uh, yeah, Patrick Wisdom's getting Rookie of the Year hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Schwindel and... is a quad A player. <laughs> it's a nice I mean, thing it... I can say about him. He can I, hit I thought the minors. Wisdom was too. I, I saw Wisdom well, bounce around down here in Memphis for years and years and years. So I don't know where that came from. I, he must you know, have just good, needed good his shot. Him. He was he was blocked by too many good players that the Cubs traded. So now he's got his chance. Uh huh. Well, you had a front row seat for the way the, the Cubs like to break things down. They like to get huge leads and then just completely disintegrate. Well, you, you saw that firsthand. Uh, I was uh, there. Mm-hmm. There was another yeah. game. Uh, right. I was about to, that wasn't the first time they did. Few, the only it was time a few they weeks did. Ago, I think it was the Mets. They got a seven spot up on them and blew it. Yeah. That, that's their move. Like, that's their go-to man, move. You get them up on you. You get you get seven up on you from the Cubs. Like man, right where we want them. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right, uh, we uh, spent the first nine minutes breaking down baseball. Welcome to our football show. Hey, we you are. You know what? It's uh, our show. We can talk about whatever <laughs> we want. That's right. I'm looking at the phone line. Nobody called in and complained, so that's good. I guess uh, Lou in Jersey is, is busy doing something else. Well, they got um, yeah, the we're, win. The Jets got their win over the Titans. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, it was. I guess uh, they really was, did need AJ Brown and Julio Jones. They thought they didn't. Oops. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, it was. It was a rough week. And that was. A, this, yeah, it, it was. Everyone involved. It was. It was rough for maybe neither one of us blew up the picks. You you got three three up on me for the week. Yeah, I, I scrambled to an eight and eight, and and you struggled to a five and eleven. So, yep. Uh, and, but, and believe it or not, the one that really the dagger in my back, the one that was the difference between us finishing even for the week, um, where you ended up, I believe, where you got the where you got a win and I got a loss, the one that really kind of screwed me uh, that I was not birds? happy about. Was yeah, what was that? <laughs> I, how 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 do you? you what, they're in field goal range, and you still let them score the touchdown. That was, I, that I was got painful. my hands up. Up till that know. point, up till that, that was the one that just did me in after that. Because up till that point, I was having a pretty like those early games. I did all right. Yeah, we were going back and forth. You know, I, I had some good picks, and then I did took me all the way up until the Monday night game just to salvage, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just to salvage a four and six against you in those ten games after the Thursday night game that we disagreed on. But yeah, if, if Atlanta had just held Washington to a field goal there and I would have gotten you on the, the one pointer, you know, on the hook. No. And I would, I was perfectly happy with that happening too. I was all laid out right there for me that it was going to come down to that last second field goal. Either way, I've got the win and, and, and they blow it. And there goes my, uh, that takes me from just being the Thursday night game down on you to losing three. So that's how close it can be is the difference between, you know, good or bad. Sure. I mean, we've had it so many you times know. over the years where it comes down to something yeah. like that, and we're like, oh, you got to be Oh, I you know. you got to be All I know. me. 
all I know is I wasn't on the wrong side of a 40 to nothing game. Hey, I, I thought Buffalo wasn't <laughs> legit. They're not dominant. Uh, I got no excuses on that one. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> Maybe it is, but they all count for one. Isn't that the beauty? Yeah, I don't I lose, even. I, I lose a pick on some bullshit touch, late touchdown at the end, <laughs> and you, you get blown out forty to nothing. It's all just one loss or one win. So that's the beauty of it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I still don't quite know what the Bills are. I mean, I, yeah, forty to nothing. There's, there's, I cannot possibly make excuses for that. I can't act like that uh, was a, a fluke or anything like that. Mill, General Mills, <laughs> your guy, is he didn't even he wasn't even good for the one drive. Eighty-seven yards. Eighty-seven. Damn. That is, uh, oof. That's, that's, yeah, that's... Uh, that was. Yeah, I think the only afternoon game I managed to squeak out was uh, agreeing with you on the Cardinals. Uh, the Bills and the Cards. Those were your uh, late afternoon wins. Oh, I thought the Bills were an early start. That was a late start. No, uh, no, you're right. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that was a that was a late game. Yeah, that was a late game. The, the Arizona, a... yeah, because I was, uh, yeah, there, you know, there. So there were three games, uh, all that I ended up losing in picks, where all three of the teams basically had tons of momentum early in the games and just couldn't get the points on the board, and ended up you know, hurting them at the end. And that was the Lions who were living in the Bears' red zone and not getting any points for the whole game. Uh, they spent the majority of that game on the Bears' side of the field, and they'd get down to the goal line and, oh, fumble. They'd get down to the goal line, oh, pick. You know, it's just like, so credit that Bears' defense for turning over the Lions and for the Lions being, uh, you know, junk. But just living Lions in Bears' territory. Lion. Just living down there moving the ball, getting down there, getting to the goal line even, where even field goals would not just getting zeros out of that. Um, the Niners, who just kept getting the ball, kept moving the ball on Seattle, but then, you know, that sort of peters out, and then Seattle takes over. And Denver. Denver spent the majority of the first half uh, with scoring opportunities against Baltimore. You know, and all three of those, the other team just sort of weathered it and then came out on the other side. But, yeah, that was three losses on teams that, you know, just with some, some execution, things would have gone better. And it was just, yeah, it's so frustrating. It was a very frustrating week because you're watching like, come on, guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> come on, get it in there. Oh, no, you fumbled. Oh, no, it's a pick. <laughs> uh, you're pulling your, uh, your Ron Santos. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I struggled. I struggled for the week. And I, I might be officially done with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just. They gave them one more chance. I, I gave them one more chance, and th- and that was what they did. Now I'm done. Big big no. Big Ben is, is is. I believe I sent you the the big Big Ben is BQD, and you thought I sent you Big Ben is eight hundred. <laughs> yeah. In my yeah, in a text. Well, you were saying he's look he looks eight hundred out there or something. And I was both, like, yeah, that both actually, work. yeah, that that tracks. Yep, he barbecued yeah. and eight hundred. Missing well, wide open much. guys, the, and not just not just Roethlisberger, the Steelers' play calling. I believe there were two fourth down plays that they really needed, and they're, they're the plays they dialed up were passes behind the line of scrimmage. 
they got barbecued. Speaking of barbecue, they got roasted for that all week in the media because it was just like, what, why are you even, what are you doing out there? That's what you dial up. (laughs) Right. That's your big uh, change in offense. You change the the coordinators. You get Matt Canada in there. You get the whole new scheme, a whole new game plan. And and this is what you come up with. Like, really? Yeah. Everyone was talking about how terrible that was all week. What the hell's going on out here? And and this is the Steelers, you know. This is supposed to be, you know, the great Pittsburgh Steelers. Everyone assumed that there would be this great renaissance one more year for Big Ben and the you know the veteran comes back and, and leads the Steelers back to the promised land and back to the respectability and man uh, let me yes. let's see what the numbers you know, uh, say here real quick 32nd dead fucking last in running DFL and, in, wait in running in rushing yes but they I thought that was I thought they drafted the savior I thought Najee uh-huh. Harris was gonna you know he he's the answer first I mean, round Take on a running back. Let's get James Conner back if you're going to do that. <laughs> first round pick on a running back in order to average 3.2 yards per carry through the first mm. uh, four games of the year. Um, well, that's what it came into uh, into the Green Bay game with uh, was 3.2. Mm. Oh, um, they, they went up to 3.3. 3 oh, well. <laughs> after that, yeah, they, they, they turned it all around. Um, and the passing yards per game went down from 6.2 to 6.1. 6.1 yards per throw, which, as you were talking about, throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, you're going to average something low like that when you do that. That's, well, that's the Drew Brees playbook. <laughs> no, that, that's way worse than that. That's like down Charlie time, you know. Oh, no. You know, was that Charlie Whitehurst? Check down yeah. Charlie? Yeah, Roethlisberger. <laughs> uh starting to go to that playbook his downfield throws he was he's missing wide open guys he hit a couple of throws like the throw that they made on the touchdown pass but after that there were a few plays he's just missing guys wide open um on the on the last throw he threw the one that got picked off by stokes just it just a massive under throw it's almost like he was throwing it to the packers versus throwing it to to trying to throw it to his guy and then just the plays that they were calling just left you especially as somebody who picked Pittsburgh, you know, obviously I don't mind, you know, I, I always want the, you know, I, I like the Packers. I want them to do well, but I thought that the Steelers would come in and give them their best. And sure. if, well, if they did, that's not a good <laughs> that, sign. That might be their best. That's that's the scary part. And, and I had them out of the playoffs this year, but I still thought it was, you know, it just felt to me like the, okay, gut check time. Let's, let's, you know, Let's let's go Back up to Green the Bay. Wall and... Yeah, you're you're playing a good team, and and they just they didn't have it, and and Green Bay really just kind of went to work. They didn't have to do a whole lot in that game because Pittsburgh didn't really give them a, a whole lot of scare. Now that's the best kind of wins is, is when you don't really have to pull out yeah. any magic tricks or trick plays or, or really stress and strain. You just watch the other team kind of yak all over themselves and you go, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Thank you. Right. When you just pretty much know you have the other team beat, I think that's what it was like for, for Aaron Rodgers and, and the Steelers and the, and the Packers in that game. That's, that's sad. I don't, I, I, I had the Steelers bouncing back and that guy did not expect this at all through Four games. I don't know. When the you know, what, did we, we, another baseball analogy, but remember the ties, Remember the Tigers when that window shut. How hard we talked about that that window shut. Mm. 
sometimes, you know, that thing's that thing just comes slamming down, right? It ends up doing like the law and order thing, you know? <laughs> Bam. <laughs> and that's just the way that's the Steelers. That's the that's the theme song right now for the Steelers, you know. The doors just shut. It's like the cell doors closed <laughs> on them. They're yeah. locked out. Locked out of the postseason. Just done. Oh man! In, uh, in in some cities, the uh, the worst offenders can't do anything to save their lives because their window has slammed shut. These are their stories. <laughs> uh, so, of course, I uh, have to bring up uh, my guy. Uh, you talked about that game uh, a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I. I Still, I know the the coach is still garbage. I know the GM is still garbage. I'm still done with all of them. But you know what? We have to take our victories wherever we can get them. Our guy. Oh yeah. Feeling good about Mr. Justin Fields, who is now the the QB one. They did it. Matt Nagy did it. He finally made the decision, and it was like two days after he said, "Oh yeah, Andy Dalton's." Our guy when he comes back uh, like he I don't know if he went home and his wife beat him with a frying pan and then said what what is your problem man just make the kid the starter so finally officially Justin Fields is, is going to be the starter for the Chicago Bears by hook or by crook no matter what it, I guess it only took the one game it took one game uh, outside of the shadow of Miles Garrett to for Justin Fields to show that he actually can play a little bit that he's a little competent because he looked completely inept and competent against the Browns but then, of course, the Lions come in, and Lions are going to Lions. So he looks a lot better against uh, the Detroit Lions, actually throws the ball down the field, uh, actually makes some plays instead of just standing right there waiting for someone to make a play on him. Uh, so definitely time to celebrate. But now we have uh, another little Chicago controversy because what what was that? What How did that change so quickly from the Cleveland game to the Detroit game? Is it – the play calling? Is it Bill Lazor stepping in and calling the plays instead of Matt Nagy? Was it that simple? Was it just the awful Detroit defense? It's obviously a step down, several steps down from uh, the Browns to the Lions. Um, you know, what, was it Justin Fields you know, getting over those first game jitters and looking that much better just because he got the uh, experience uh, out of the way? Uh, with whatever the deal is, Chicago wins, um, and I'll take that pick, and I'll, and I'll definitely celebrate the fact that uh, our quarterback doesn't look like a, a complete failure right now. I understand that there were times where Mitch Trubisky didn't look like a complete failure. There were times where Mitch Trubisky looked really good and looked like someone to celebrate. And so obviously still not out of the woods, still a whole lot of football to go and a whole lot of uh, situations to, to funnel through. But I still take solace in no matter what, at the end of the day, at the end of this year, I just assume that this coach and GM is, is moving on and hopefully somebody much better can come in and, and pick up the mantle and, and uh, push along Justin Fields from there. But Hey, first W out of the way. So cause to celebrate. Uh, sh- sure. I think this, this, <laughs> this, this goes more to talk about just you know, the wasteland of quarterback play that you've been stuck watching for your whole life, watching football being a Bears fan, that, that this performance gets you excited. That's okay. I mean, if, it's Damn barely, right. com- if, if barely competent moves the needle for you, then, hey, you know what, man, good for you. It that, has to. That was, it was it barely competent. 
it was barely competent. But it was it wasn't what it was the week before. It, it, it was oh. you know that made you want to kill yourself. So yes, this is obviously a step up from that. Yes, obviously though you're you're, you're just looking for that glimmer, which which is it, 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 I guess you got it. So so that's got good. it. Got they ran, you know, but they ran the ball. They ran the ball effectively. They didn't put Fields in bad in bad situations. He he made some nice downfield throws. Seems to have a connection with this Darnell Mooney. Yeah, a lot of practice time so, probably. Yeah, so so we'll see. Uh, obviously, you know, beating up on the Lions is a heck of a lot easier than uh, what he went through against Cleveland. No doubt. Thank you, Lions. Lions gonna lion. We we needed Does it. That 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 Bears Lions game, I think uh, that got rated like NC seventeen. That that got moved over to the Spice Channel. Yes, very much so. <laughs> you, you can't, you, you can't. You know, kids shouldn't watch that. They have the mature content warning before the game. <laughs> Just don't let your kids watch this if they're Bears fans. Uh, yeah, I'll actually uh, call back to that when we make our Week Five picks uh, because Miles Garrett making love to Justin Fields is is very. Reminiscent of of something we might see uh, in week five as well. Um, all right, <laughs> are you foreshadowing a pick? Just just a little bit. Uh, so a lot of talk about the obviously the Sunday nighter with, with Tommy coming back to New England. Uh, they pull out the victory, but they almost sort of back into it. Uh, obviously, don't cover the number. We both lose our lock on that one. So uh, I want to hear how you saw it and and why you don't why you think Tampa didn't cover that number uh, against New England, and, and I'll give my opinion after that. Well, you know, you got a lot of things, and I don't know if they're necessarily all just in-the-game issues. You have to know, you know, they talk about Brady, right? He's the quote-unquote, making the air quotes, he's, he's the GOAT. Um, <laughs> but th- that moment you know, it had to be, that had to be something, you know, you spend your whole career there, you win all those Super Bowls, you know, it is like you are going back home and you're facing the coach who, pro, who knows you better than anybody. You know, you face, you had to put those Belichick defenses against Brady in practice for 20 years. So I'm, I'm sure Bill Belichick knew the tendencies and, 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 and they did a good job. They bottled up Tampa Bay, but I'm sure some of that was also jitters on the other side. So I think a lot of that just was like the perfect mix um, to lead to what really was kind of a an ugly game. Uh, that it was. Um, I agree with all of that. Um, that Tommy uh, played like he was nervous. I know yeah, he probably little, little, tried to little tight sphincter time there for Tommy. Probably tried to play it off and act like it wasn't quite that big a deal, but obviously it was. He had some. Throw. He really, really reminds reminded me of like any young quarterback. Their first playoff game, like uh, Project, his first playoff game against Houston, uh, came to mind. Like, you know, passes five, ten yards over the intended receiver. Like, geez, calm down, dude. Um, and the fact that Brady, you know, has still has the arm to get the ball out there when he wants to, um, but actually had a little too much arm on several occasions. Uh, so that had to be the nerves. Uh, I think the weather played a small part, uh, weird night, rainy, drizzly, um, obviously did not uh, have the uh, conditions to play like beautiful uh, passing ball. Like it wasn't going to be one of those games no matter what, just because of the uh, the conditions uh, surrounding them. 
and then adding into the uh, to the jitters. Um, and then Bill uh, Belichick. I worried about Bill Belichick finding a way to compete with with Tommy um, and and having the horses out there. And uh, they, you know, if they really had the 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 real horses, like from the back in the day horses, the championship horses, then New England would have won that game. Uh, they had enough to cover the number, but not to pull out the victory. Uh, but they they came after Tommy. They uh, they came up lame at the end. Uh, with the 56-yard field goal on fours and three that uh, Nick Folk Nick Folk doinked off the uh, doinked upright. It, yeah. So they they had a shot, um, but yeah, uh, it wasn't so much like bust him in the fucking mouth because he I, I think Belichick knew he does not have the horses to do that, but he did have the horses to mix up coverages to confuse Tommy to uh, show this and then drop into something else. Um, and you could tell he, uh, he he didn't quite have a handle on what New England was was doing from play to play defensively, and that was that was you know enough again to cover the number, which is what we care about on our shows, enough to keep the Tampa Bay offense from really humming at a high level, um, and it kept New England close and kept Mac Jones in the game. I thought Brady was not going to go in there and lose to, to Brady Jr. and damn it, he almost did. Now, right, Mac, I think is getting a lot of uh, credit and a lot of kudos this week for stringing together a whole bunch of completions that almost fits into the Sam Bradford family for me. Like, yeah, he did. He had a lot of completions in a row, but what were they doing? You know, how many, how many yards was he really gaining? Was he really uh, leading his team to a win or was he just stringing together throws to, uh, to complete passes just to say that, Hey, Hey, I completed the pass on this play. You know, it went for three yards. It went for three yards. Um, but you know, can't take away that he was completing the passes. He uh, did not. The moment didn't seem too big for him. And and actually, I can see coming out of that game with a higher opinion of Mag Jones. I'm not uh, degrading that or or uh, trying to push back on that necessarily. I just think he's getting a little too much love for. Oh yeah, 19 whatever completions, 20 completions in a row. Okay, well, how many of those were in the end zone? Oh, okay, yeah. So. <laughs> That's fine, but you didn't win the game, yeah. you know. And you also uh, aren't going to win uh, rushing the ball nine times for minus one yard. Uh, that yeah. was that was Barry Sanders in Lambeau Field playoff game type numbers. And, and a lot of guys are going to do that against uh, this Tampa Bay defensive front. Like, no one runs on Tampa. Everybody knows that, and it's getting worse, it seems like. Um, the, the more people try to run on them, the the – harder they seem to be getting to, to run on. So yeah, that that's uh well, I put everyone's uh on my, my on my sheets here, uh, I put everyone's yardage um rushing and passing after each game just trying to keep a, a trying to keep track on that as the year goes on and I rarely have to write a negative <laughs> Yeah. When I put those in. So yeah, there it is. Negative one. Uh very rare. Um and still we're there. Um now on the other side Tampa Bay could have actually blown them away. AB dropped uh, a touchdown, had some other uh, misplays out there. Um, and if Tommy didn't overthrow some other guys, uh, they would have romped. Um, you know, as if that, if that. So I, I understand there's, you know, some excuse making there. But the fact is, he, he had some some plays. He had some balls, uh, even with the defensive uh, struggles or the defense making him struggle a little bit, he still had some some balls that if he completed them, that those are big scores, big touchdowns. The plays that Mac Jones can't make right now, the plays that Tommy usually makes, but he wasn't able to make on this night. Yeah, and 
you, yeah, we're only talking about it in the perspective of of the number, you know. Yeah. Obviously, they did enough to to pull out of a, a win, and they, they were the much better team. They they should have won that game, but but it, you know, New England New England gave them, you know, for as overwhelmed and overmatched as the Patriots were, they were right there at the end. They they could have won that game. You know, if they don't have to settle for that late field goal, if they can drive that down, if they can complete that and score the touchdown, you know, what it's like you said, what if, what if, what if? Everything is basically every game just comes down to what, two, three plays. Um, this one specifically. I don't know about every game, but this one well, felt, yeah, yeah. No, that was very weird. <laughs> no, no. There are some games that don't come down to that, but yeah, that game, you know, those close games, you know. You get this, you turn left, you should have turned right type stuff. And uh, it, it was close. It was it was obviously dramatic for the purposes of, of broadcast football, but it wasn't a great football game. Yeah, it was a great spectacle. It was a great TV show, and I'm sure it got a huge rating, but it was not a great football game. No. No, and, and, and very, probably helped more – probably helped more, uh, you know, like ratings wise and narrative wise that the game was close versus what we expected it to be, to be, which was a Tampa Bay blowout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just one of those weird ones. No excuses that we, we blew that pig, but it really was one of those weird games. It felt like the Buccaneers could have blown them away by three touchdowns. And also yeah. it felt like the Patriots could have won the game. So uh, one of you those, know, you end up in that situation after the fact, and go, oh, of course Belichick found a way to, to you know, stymie and confuse Brady. Of course he did. Of course. You know? It's easy to say now. We, we probably should have seen it coming, but we, we didn't, so you know, chalk that up. Uh, so I, we got another um, addition to we, – we love our um, coin, uh, coin flip quotes and our, our excited utterances uh, at, at overtime at the, at the coin flip, so we got another uh, oh. entry into into that. Um, did, did you hear about that with the Giants I didn't. game? No, I missed that one. So uh, the I was wondering about New York, both those teams. Well, one of the Jets and the Giants going to get their first win. It turns out get them at the oh, same time in overtime. Same week against better teams. Same week against much Go better figure. teams. So, well, we were uh, worried. Bo- weren't we worried about the good Jameis, bad Jameis, and this would have been mm-hmm. due for the for a bad Jameis week, right? It was, and but, uh, that's what you get. Yeah, it, it was it was odd. Well, it, it's clear, you know, that Giants game, it's clear that Sean Payton doesn't trust Jameis Winston fully. Like, the way they're calling plays, the way they're going about their, their business is he's trying to not let Jameis make the, the terrible mistake to, to cost him games. And at the same time, he's still constantly yanking him off the field for Taysom Hill, pretending like he's a, a quarterback and, and making that situation uh that I don't know how James is supposed to grow fully into being the starter when you keep pulling him off the field like that. Um, but it, it, it's because he doesn't trust him. It's clear. Sean Payton just doesn't trust James Winston. The fact that it came this close to Payton naming Taysom Hill, the starting quarterback, which would have been the biggest joke in the league. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it, it was even up for that much debate all the way to, uh, you know, the first, second week of preseason shows that he really doesn't trust James. Um, but anyway, to the uh, newest entry into the uh, coin flip utterance, I guess, Hall of, of Infamy, possible quote of, uh, of, of Hall of Infamy uh, in the future. Uh, Jabril Peppers, Giants uh, defensive back who actually got hurt 
uh, in this game. Um, he come, comes out uh, to to be the man who calls the uh, the coin flip. Of course, the road team gets to call the flip in the air, and uh, Jabril was very uh, very happy and very uh, excited and very confident that uh, they were going to get the uh, the coin flip. And he had some things to say live um, as the coin flip went up, and uh, I, I said, "As Giants, New Orleans, that'd be Fox." Uh, Fox a little slow on the uh, on the sensor button. You're our visiting team. You have the choice. This is tails. This is heads. Heads is the call. And it is heads. We want that That's why we tried to kick it. Kick it that way. Yeah. Really excited. That's some hot intensity right there. That that's what you. That's that's open mic, right? That that's real. That's what they want. Well, that's what they say they want until they get it. <laughs> so Jabril Pepper is uh, very, very uh, happy to win the the coin flip. We want that yeah, so it, it's definitely uh, best when you win that those games when that happens because if you don't, then you become Matthew uh, Hasselbeck, and, and nobody wants to be that. No, Matt, and that's in the hall of infamy. We want yes. to fall. We're going to score, <laughs> and they did. Well. <laughs> Yes, he he did throw a touchdown pass. He just threw it to the other team. He said we were going to score. He... <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and and that's why you don't he, want to do that. Right, right into the, the waiting arms of Al Harris. <laughs> it, just, it, it, it jumped that route. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, but the Giants actually get the win uh, in overtime. Uh, like I said, a troubling Saints offense to, to watch them uh, just kind of struggle along and try to figure out, okay, are, are we going to be a, a running team now? Are we going to be the uh, trick team and, and bring in Taysom Mill? They they want to rely on uh, Alvin Kamara to, to lead the way and set up Jameis in, in, best, in the best situations, but then Jameis is still Jameis and sometimes doesn't make the best decisions, and then he gets pulled off the field for Taysom Hill. And, yeah, the, the Saints are – little bit of a mess right now, honestly. They're they're two and two and they've kind of run the gamut. You go from, you know, five touchdowns in the opening game to uh, complete crap to, you know, you know, like we were talking about back and forth and good Jameis and bad Jameis. So that's where they are. And uh, the Giants get their, their first W. Uh, 402 yards through the air by, by Danny yeah. Dimes. Um, that, that's another situation in New Orleans uh, to watch out for. Like they're uh, defense is not supposed to, to let that happen, especially the Giants had injuries in the in the receiving core coming into the game. Uh, but Danny Danny Times has kind of been you know lighting it up and, this and, year, and he did that on the road. Mm-hmm. And down in the in the dome, where we are right now, what's really becoming troubling is where we are when you think about those those top defensive teams from last year. And, and, and defense isn't usually the thing that just disappears on you from season to season because there's usually a lot of continuity. But there are multiple teams who just aren't the same defensively than what they were a year ago. And the Saints are one of them. The red, uh, 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 the football team. Take a drink. Drink. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, hang on. I'm drinking right now. Uh, right, take a drink. They're, they're, uh, they're one of them. The Rams aren't there defensively so you know it, it every season's different you, you know it's just it just, just goes to show you sometimes how hard it is to 
especially when you're trying to do this with a, a gambling slant, trying to pick games with numbers, um, when when things aren't all that they appear to be. Sometimes it takes a while for things to shape up, and what's really shaping up, not, we're not two weeks in anymore. We're going into week five here now, and there, there's plenty of uh, teams that just, especially on the defensive side of the ball, just, just aren't right that you would expect to be. Yeah, we love consistency. We love continuity. We love to sort of rely on those things to make our picks. Uh, you you really hate, you know, when you're someone in our position trying to pick these games, you really hate uh, uncertainty. And, you know, is this team going to show up defensively this week or are they going to take a step right. back? Is this team going to – you really hate looking at some of these teams that are normally right there. And the, and the Saints were – right there until they let Danny Dimes come in the Superdome and light him up. That's what was so surprising about it. The Saints actually were turning in good yeah. performances this year. Um, but, yeah, the Rams have been uh, off a step. The uh, Ravens are definitely uh, not what they usually are. Um, injuries have a lot to do with that as well. Um, it is still early. We're, you know, we, we are a, That's true. what would be a quarter of the way in, except it's the longest season ever, so it's not quite a quarter of the way, but – basically a quarter of the way in. Um, so a lot of time for these teams to, to turn it around, but the problem with that is no one gets healthier as the year goes on. You you get worse. You get you get more guys hurt uh, as the season goes on. So if you got injury situations now, it, it doesn't look good. Cause, you know, a lot of these guys are not going to you know, magically come right back and, and be what they used to be. You know, some of them will, but most of them are, are going to, if they, you know, when they do come back, they're going to be a step slower than what they had been, and it's it's tough. It's tough to rely on uh, defenses when they're not performing the way they're supposed to. Yeah, the the football team, the the, the potato skins, um, giving up, you know, the 29th, 30th in pass defense, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, 29th. That's you definitely did not expect that, especially. You know, me picking them to repeat as uh, division champions based on the uh, based on the defense, right? And uh, defense is not coming to play so far. Well, and then you have me on the opposite side of that, who had the Cowboys as the division winner because of their offense, and uh, boy, they, they they put up a big number on what was uh, the top defense or one of the top defenses with Carolina. Uh, that game ended up being very high scoring. Um, but that was some uh, some some Dak time on the other side of the field. <laughs> you know, right. That was that was Sam Darnold with the Dak time, um, and even as impressive as his his start has been and, and Carolina's start has been so far, man, Dallas can score some points. Yeah, sorry Panthers, that, that top ring defense they never they never had a chance. They never had a chance. Yeah, the uh, between Dak and and. Zeke Elliott's got a fire under his ass because of Tony Pollard getting early playing time. Uh, Zeke has taken the mantle and said, okay, y'all forgot how good I am. Let me show you. So good to see that. I'm always uh, happy to see the, the talent and the cream rise to the top and the guys who have the ability to do that, to do what Ezekiel Elliott can do in a game. I'm very happy to see him turn it around and do that. It's going to last all year? Probably not, but I'm happy to see it right now. Um, Sam Darnold's destroying the league in rushing touchdowns. I'll, I'll give him that. He's, he got, he's got five. <laughs> well, you know that's the that's how you beat the ghosts, right? Just run away from them. There you go, Lamar Darnold. Uh, but yeah, they uh, really couldn't hang offensively uh, with, with the Cowboys. They didn't even throw that much. It was basically on the ground, two forty-five on the ground 
uh, for the Cowboys as a team. Man, that's 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 dominant right there. You know what? You know what that is? That's two hundred and forty-six more than the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You you're, you're good at math. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I was told there would be no math. Um, so yeah, Carolina had no chance. The, the, the teams that we said were going to you know get their first real test, and, and we'll see how uh, how good they really are. Uh, you know, Carolina did not pass their test. Um, uh, we were talking about that uh, Broncos were undefeated three and zero. Were they going to pass their test yeah. uh, going against the Ravens? That didn't work out for uh, for the Broncos you, you at all. Were, you were on you were on that one too. Yeah, you, you definitely uh, you definitely saw those. Like I said, though, Denver was one of those teams. A lot of chances early, and then the better team just kind of won out. You know, and it was like once the you, you get these teams, you get them on the ropes. You got to keep them on the ropes, and if the other team, you know, especially in a road team situation, can weather that storm, and they can come out on, you know, and just bam, all 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 of those teams um, ended up like I had mentioned, just they they just took it, and they didn't either get far enough behind or they hung tough, and ended up coming out with a lead, and then just wore out the other team, and yeah, Baltimore just wore out Denver. And the Broncos' comeback was never a possibility after uh, Teddy Bridgewater had to leave at yeah, halftime Teddy, with a concussion. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Tyrod Taylor in the same room together? Oh, I'm starting see. to think they're the exact same guy. Get mail doing that. Um, no, uh, Drew Locke comes in is obviously not uh, not a chance. Um, I, I, he was I didn't remember him being quite that bad, but then he started playing. And was like, oh, okay, yeah, now, now yeah. I remember. No, it's just. Yeah. The, the 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 shocking similarities between Bridgewater and, and Tyrod Taylor, like where they every time they get a chance to play, they play play really well, but their their bodies just you know yeah, betray them. <laughs> right. That's why I'm starting to think they're the same guy. Uh, so now Hollywood Brown can make diving, stretching catches uh, for uh, <laughs> touchdowns. Uh, I guess that wasn't too easy for him. Did you have him in your before. fantasy lineup, or did you bench him? No, this week I had him, and, it, and oh, okay. I'm, I'm on a bad streak of running into uh, other teams that are just uh, on fire. Oh, uh, so this, okay. uh, I, uh, for this game, I ran into Patrick Mahomes. Oh. And Tyreek Hill, guy had both of them. You yeah. talk about I had no fucking chance, none. That was Just one of the early. Game. That was one of those wins I got was actually leaning on the Chiefs, yes. um, and that game ended up being a bit of a back and forth. And then the Chiefs just, you know, they had enough of those guys. They're just, they're just better. Because I was going against them. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, so, so maybe Hollywood Brown just makes the difficult catches, and he drops mm-hmm. the easy ones. Yeah, He's what Devontae Adams was early in his career. Because that was always uh, sort of my knock on Devontae before he really turned into what he is now, was he, he'd make these spectacular diving, leaping, one hand, and then the ball right on the numbers would drop. Right. Yeah, some guys are like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, 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 they need that spectacular catch, um, you know. They they just need that one, and sometimes those easy ones. Because man, those two that he dropped against uh, Detroit, yeah, just wide open. <laughs> nobody, nobody in the area even. There's some some straight up cover zero on him, and he just puts them both on the turf. It was unbelievable. You know, 
Like I said, if he catches them, we don't uh, get that spread. So, you know, yeah. six and one, half a dozen of, in the other. So uh, if we, I knew I was – if That's I knew true. I was going against Mahomes and Tyreek, I would have picked the fucking Chiefs with you. <laughs> I had no idea I was going against both of them. <laughs> we uh, talked about it briefly as far as a game that we agreed on that we won, but uh, hard, hard not to be impressed with the Cardinals so far. That that was Very bad. Much. You, you go from fun bad to, to fun good pretty quick. Uh, very unstealer like too. Like they look the part. They actually, you, you look at them, and you go, okay, yeah, I see why they're undefeated. That, that's a problem. That's trying to match up with that that offensive output. That's uh, that's that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams for a lot of years. It looks like. Uh, yeah, so yeah you can, we, and if you can produce at that level offensively and just be semi competent, just be league average on defense. This was always what I was talking about with the Packers, right? With with Rodgers, like. You just can get him a a semi-competent top half of the league defense. It doesn't have to be great. It just has to, you know, hold enough times to keep giving the offense a few extra chances, and and you're going to be fine. And then where is Arizona ranked defensively? 15. (laughs) That's all you need. You don't need to be more than that. Just, Just stay there all season long. If you have the number one offense in the league, if you're just middle of the road defensively, you're going to you're going to be pretty good. Giving a lot of Bill Alfonso uh, shout-outs this two weeks in a right. row. That defense is down right down the middle, the middle, daddy. Right down the middle. Uh, yeah, that uh, just so many weapons for the Cardinals. Uh, they they take it, uh, absolutely take it to the Rams, the Battle of the Undefeateds, 37-20. Um, to 20, So that wasn't even close. And, yeah, we were both uh, yeah, they- all over that one. They just well, you were more on that than me. I, I had that with the number. You had that as a straight. But you know what? It also counts as one, so I look like a genius too. Um, exactly. They just kept pouring it on them. They, they just they put a lot of pressure on you. And 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 again, yeah. that is that is you know I, I always compare Kyler Murray to Russell Wilson. They have very you know, they're very similar. They're both baseball guys. They're neither one of them is 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 large. Um, at that position, but they both possess the same ability where they have all the escapability, but they're escaping looking to hit the home run, right? It's not, they're not doing the Lamar Jackson, you know, first read run for your life and, and just, you know, just run 20 yards downfield and try not to get murdered. You know, Kyler Murray breaks contain and, and same as like Russell Wilson does. And this, you know, they look to, to throw that thing deep. And the difference is, and the reason why Arizona's got the number one offense in the league is he's got weapons way beyond what Russell Wilson, I think, has ever had to play with. Yeah, I would uh, agree with that. Like, you look at Russ now with the uh, the, the daily duo there of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, yeah. and that's a hell of a one-two, but he's it's never nice. had a, a number three, uh, like, Christian Kirk, and he's never had a number four like Rondale Moore, and uh, right. of course the one-two right now in, in New Copkins and AJ Brown. Uh, yeah, just the sheer number of options, uh, and you find a way to cover all four of those guys. Okay, I'll throw a touchdown to my tight end Max Williams. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, there's kind of yeah. nothing you can do once that, the that offense that is they're even all getting them, and, and, and just anything, anything they get out of. Was it the combo of uh, was it Chase Edmonds and uh, James Conner? Connor. 
and change our boy, the term baby Terminator. Anything uh-huh. that they get out of those guys is just like gravy, you know. And, and that, and that, and that again, that's very similar to the old. Reminds you of the old run and shoot, right? Except with a a running quarterback where you you pass to run. It was the it was it was the inverse of what you expect, right? You run to get into the play action and to, and to take the top off. No, no, their guys are just going to go and take the top off to start, and then that opens up the running lanes. <laughs> yeah, they're going to dare you to to try to cover that, and then once you try, then they can uh, get a, a little bit of running room. Yeah, yeah it's, well, it's, well, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, because well, now, now you're dropping safeties. Now you got to worry about you know DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green and Kirk and more. You got to you got to worry about all those guys, and then. Oh, they just they just pull off a draw, or or Kyler Murray now has room to run and take off on a designed run. So yeah, yeah, you you watch it. We we saw the the sort of you know genesis of this last year when when it was the fun bad Cardinals, and now they've added just enough defense and another year under the belt, and then added AJ Green. You know, it's like you added James Conner, and uh, yeah, it, it it got fun quick. Uh- Really, every game in that division the rest of the year is just almost must-watch, must-see TV, all four of those teams. So. It's the best division in football by far. Yeah. And it's sad yeah. because it's out on the West Coast where people are going to try to like gaslight you into thinking that it's really the NFC East is the best. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it is the NFC West. It's the best division in football. It took over. Uh, for what used to be the other unsung best division in football, which was always the AFC South. I mean, that was that other division nobody ever talked about when you had, you know, the Titans, the Colts, uh, the Texans, the Jaguars were all pretty good, yeah. you know, for a while there, but nobody talked about that division, and it was a really good division. It was, you know, back when you had Luck and Watson, you know, you had and, 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 the, and the Jags with that defense, but nobody talked about the AFC South. It was only a few short not, years ago. That feels like it was 20 years ago. but No, yeah. it wasn't. It was like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, and uh, yeah, now you've got that with the NFC West, easily the best division in football. Uh, so Seattle and San Francisco and the other division matchup, uh, you mentioned that as well as, as another game where you, uh, you're you sitting on San Fran and, and the Seahawks open up with five three and outs, and you're like, okay, Niners yeah, are getting Niners, it done. Niners. Niners get up 14 zip on them and the offense just starts to sputter and especially against that, that, that terrible Seattle defense and that Niners offense just keeps kind of, you know, sputtering along and then like losing opportunities. And then uh, Jimmy G gets hurt. And, you know, just in that transition period, it kind of allows, you know, the, kind of allows the, the, the Seahawks to kind of do their best undertaker, you know, and just sit up. <laughs> it looked like they were dead in the middle of the ring, and then they just sit straight up, and it's like, wait, I'm, I feel better. Yeah. Well, that was uh, good for me because uh, the, the, they was. figured out their offense eventually. Yeah, and then it was game on, and, and Trey Lance, he had that nice throw to a wide open uh, Debo Samuel, nobody covering him because they all, you know, the, the, the play call was, was pretty beautiful where it looked like it was going to be a run or he's kind of faked like he was going to run. And, 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 and I think he even, 
uh, was shocked to see how open the receiver was because he kind of like double, triple, quadruple pumped that ball before he let go of it. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Is there anyone? No one's covering? Oh, oh. Like, okay. wait, no, this can't be real. Like, wait, where, where's that? Where's where's the safety? So somebody's no, wait, no, wait, nobody's okay. I'm gonna throw it now. Yeah, he, somebody's gonna he come out of nowhere. The, I'm, I'm telling yeah, you, someone's yeah, gonna. No, I mean, if if that was like Aaron Rodgers, that ball would have been let go at the snap, and he would have just led that thing out there because he saw that there was nobody on the receiver. And Trey Lance was, you know, he's still trying to read these defenses, but dude, dude, there was nobody within like 25 yards of him. He's a rookie. Let it rip. Let it rookie. Yeah, let it rip. He was a rookie, and he was thrust into a spot he wasn't expected to be thrust into. Um, but, yeah, it kind of, uh, you know, that, that game you know, kind of flipped quick. It's, it's interesting when you look at that division. The uh, Just look at the offensive coordinators to sort of get a gauge as to where the game is going because you look at San Francisco and, and uh Shanahanigans, but you know, Shanahanigans. Kyle <laughs> Shanahanigans. That was more <laughs> yeah. dad. Yeah, but Kyle is is getting it done out there. You look at Los Angeles with Sean McVay and and all the geniuses he brings in under him. You look at Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury and everything they're doing. Then you look at the Seattle Seahawks and uh, yeah, they they just kind of want to keep doing the same thing. That they're they're falling behind, man. They they get this win over San Fran, um, but just the, the same stale offense and the same decisions as far as uh, running your offense, like we're going to run twice and get stopped. And then Russ is, has a third and long and hopefully he can convert it. And then we find we do convert it and we're going to run twice and get stopped. And yeah, it, it's, it's something I thought was going to change there as well. Cause they also had a sort of cleaning out of their uh, offensive mindset and their their coordinators and like I thought they were going to sort of refresh things there too but similar to the, the Steelers when things go wrong as we saw in the Thursday night game they sort of revert back to what they used to be and what they used to do and it's just it's it's old and stale and it's just uh, long term is not going to get it done I, I think we both had the Seahawks out of the playoffs you had them finishing last in the division last yeah I had them last in the I, and you're you're putting the perfect uh Putting the perfect cherry on it right there. They they're they're not progressing, right? And, and their defense is bad. Well, that, that's almost like a given were, every year. There were stretches of that game last night where they, you know, you talk about, you know, like teams that look unstoppable. Uh, they made the Rams' offense on about three straight drives look like they could do anything they wanted at will up and down the field on that Seahawks defense. Like, and that the Seahawks were just powerless to stop it. They made Robert Woods look like a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like every time he wanted to, yeah. every time Stafford wanted to go to Robert Woods, it was like, okay, here it is. And that that, that 68 like, oh, yard bomb to Deshaun Jackson into three, triple coverage, three dudes <laughs> standing <laughs> behind the receiver when he catches the football. <laughs> That's some uh, Keystone Cop shit right there. That, that was just brutal. And you you and I were room. texting each other last night. Our texting last night about that game <laughs> was 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 pretty good, you know. And you're like, "Oh God, Geno Smith," and I was like, "Oh, oh no." And I just like, "Wait, can I just?" I you know, I, I'm basically telling you like, I think all picks should be disqualified. Like the game just gets thrown out if there's a Geno Smith sighting. We just and then Geno comes in and looks looks competent and it's like, "Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay." 
And uh, I don't even – that last pick, how do you put that on him? I kind of felt bad for him because uh, the receiver just straight up tripped over his own feet. I Yeah, but it was just uh, – it wasn't so much blaming him. It was that it was just perfect that it was, Smith it was, was showing – yeah, it, it was just that he's showing competency, and he's got the crowd into it enough to to think that we're going to believe now. We, we this is our franchise quarterback that's been here for a decade that his finger is bending the wrong way and he can't come back in. But now we got Geno Smith actually performing well and looking decent, and now we have the ball and the chance to win the game yeah. on this last drive. We're going to believe in Geno Smith, and now he's got the crowd chanting Geno, Geno. Yeah. And, but this, and what is the game, the though? First... You get the, the illegal double punt. Um, that game was drunk. That game was that, fucking. That's what you said. It was. Yeah, that, it, that was, was it was a cloud show. Ass. It was a how, cloud show. It how was long have we been Thursday watching football? Night. 1980 uh, something. We've been 40 watching. years? Almost? Did you know you could punt the ball twice? Uh, no, and I also didn't know that you could run, you could punt the ball, get it blocked, then run two yards past scrimmage <laughs> and punt the ball again. I had no clue. Uh, that part you're not supposed to, I guess. Um, if, if you, you brought up on, on our text again, the IBM, you make the call. Um, <laughs> yeah, dating ourselves that, there when I brought that up, but uh, that couldn't have call. been an IBM, you make the call because the answer was always touchback. But <laughs> right. That sure had the makings of it, right? But on that one, the, the answer is supposed to be the pun is legal if the guy so long, the the second pun is legal so long as the guy doesn't cross the line of scrimmage. Except the guy the guy crossed the line of scrimmage like pretty agree. He wasn't even like close like they do on no. illegal passes, you know, like the quarterback running past the line. Like if your back oh, foot his is back dragging, heel yeah. happened no, to no. be on the line of scrimmage. He was two yards past. <laughs> And apparently, uh, Sean McVay just decided not to challenge that either. I think That's he not was a as judgment confused call. as we were. Yeah. I think he yeah, was kind of like, what Joe Buck didn't know what was going on. Mike Pereira yeah. didn't know what was going on. And he's the I ref guy. When you stump the ref guy <laughs> that's in the booth, that's what I'm you've saying. We've something. been watching for how many years? And I've never seen that. I mean, think about I, that. I, I, a, you don't have – think of another sport – that's so convoluted with its rules that you have to have for every game a ref consultant now in the broadcast because your rules are – we don't have like an ump consultant for baseball <laughs> or a ref consultant for basketball. Just think about that for a second. Like the NFL's rules and playbook are so weird. You have to have a guy who's there to explain to you how stupid these rules are. And even he couldn't get that one right because he'd never seen it either. No, you're right. <laughs> so, although don't don't give baseball yeah. any ideas, though they they Thursday might have Joe West sitting up Thursday there after he retires. Locks. Thursday nights and locks just uh, just aren't for me this year. And well, games in which your starting quarterback uh, gets knocked out is is a, is a thing for you right now. It's it's a problem because that's you know yes big reason also, for for they, last year. They were night. hanging in there. They they, yeah. they they were hanging in there up to that point, and I thought, hey, I just got to stay within. You know, what I had at that point was the number, which was, what, uh, two and a half, two, two, and two, two and a half. I thought yeah, they were going to be there. Two, two and a half. Once the Rams missed the extra point and it got to two, I'm like, great, push territory. You know, I could totally yeah. see this thing ending as a two-point game or even a last-second field goal for the, 
for the Seahawks, but I'm like, okay, that's good. Now that they, they, uh, they missed that extra point, that's exactly what I needed. And, you know, and then Gino gets them back to within two again. Mm. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And then he Might had the drive. Yeah. He had the drive, the one where they had to opt for the field goal, but that drive ends in a touchdown. There's my two. Yeah. So at that point, I'm playing for a push. Because I said I had that as a 26-24 final, which I would have been pretty dang close to uh, if they could have gotten that to a two-point game. That would have ended up, what, 23? It actually would have ended up uh, 26-24 at that point. Yeah. I was pretty damn close. Yeah. Real, real close. That's funny. If Gino would have gotten that last touchdown drive, I would have had 26-24. I even would have had the score and the push nailed. That's, but again, Man. we talk about how close things are and the what ifs. If Tyler Lockett doesn't literally trip over his own feet, who knows? Mm. That was just too perfect. Gino, Gino. Oh, crowd loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the ball right to the other So uh, no, I wasn't blaming was him. The, I... the, the last of the games that we didn't talk about, uh, well, of course, we didn't talk about the Colts and the Dolphins because I won that one. And uh, you're not going to say anything nice about Carson Wentz. So there's no reason. And, and, well, and the Dolphins are trash. I think we can agree. Dolphins are bad. Carson Wentz was much the better quarterback over Jack Briscoe. No, wait, I don't wait. Wait, it, are you it, okay? It me, are you gonna be okay? It took me sixty-five minutes to admit that because that's how much that hurt. Uh, the Browns again proved that they can uh, just take that defense in the running game on the road and just ugly up any game and come out with a win. That's they're the new win and ugly team. Yeah, first uh, TD drive, first drive of the game for the Vikings, a score, and that's it. That's go, it. go to sleep. <laughs> you got nothing else. Uh, we used to talk about the Titans were the win and ugly team. I think it might be the Browns now. And we didn't talk about that either. The uh, the Jets, we, we briefly talked about the New York teams Oof. getting their first I, wins. Oh. Oh. So that one I, what, what? I watched being in this market. I'm uh, sorry. Credit. Look, I'm going to give credit to the Jets. They, uh, I don't know if that's Robert Sala or whatever, but uh, for this one, they decided to bring a hellacious defensive effort to to, to spring that upset. The Titans couldn't get anything going uh, offensively. Uh, Derrick Henry was getting, uh, you know, hit pretty solidly uh, every time he got a chance. Um, they still get up to 170 yards rushing uh, because they had to. Because they had to commit to the run because they didn't have any wide receivers, yeah. um, but it, it was it was a struggle all game, and that's how the Jets were able to hang around close enough to force overtime uh, behind you know, almost 300 yards from Zach Wilson. Um, he he wasn't bad either. He like I was saying, these rookie quarterbacks. There's you know obviously you start off and the game is way too fast for you, and you don't know what you're doing, uh, but at some point if you're any good, then everything slows down and you're able to, you know, not necessarily go for, you know, four or 500 yards every game, but you're able to to stay with it. You're able to do enough to execute, to keep your game, your team in a game. And that's what Zach Wilson did in this game. He did enough to keep them around. The Titans defense uh, helped them out because they're obviously not very uh, high quality either. Um, But that's what stood out to me was, you know, you look at the yardage, and, you know, almost 500 yards of offense for the Titans, and you think, well, you know, the, the Jets are still the Jets. But I'm telling you, they when they did make some stops, they they hit the Titans. They uh, they brought the wood, and they need, they brought the defensive stops that they needed to get the win uh, in overtime. 
Um, so they they did what they had to do. It was a, it was a bend but don't break effort by the Jets, and uh, I, I was actually kind of impressed. Like I, I really liked their effort. Nice. Okay. And uh, yeah, if uh, it goes to tell you, if we're, we're making fun of oh god, Geno Smith. Uh, here comes the news: Russell Wilson out six weeks after finger surgery. Good luck. You got, so, you got Gino uh, Seahawks, for, uh, I, I believe one of the people on this show had the Seahawks in last <laughs> place. You did not have Russell Wilson busting his finger and Geno Smith taking the, over for just, half the No, season. no, I had them in last place with a healthy Russell Wilson. <laughs> now you really feel good about it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's going to be simple. <laughs> Our picks will hopefully be uh, better and simple for week five coming up. And we will get to those picks in a couple minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the expressed written consent of Jay or Me is strictly prohibited. The uh, Jaguars obviously not a part of the uh, week four recap. Their game had taken place uh, the past Thursday night, not this, not yesterday, but the week before that. Uh, yeah. Did you have any opinions at all about the uh, head coach of the Jaguars, Urban Meyer, and his uh, the way that he decided to spend his time after that Thursday night loss? Uh, he's a clown. I, I mean – Again, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I'm not sure if it was live or after show, but the uh, the track record of these awesome college coaches going to the NFL and just not being able to to, to make the adjustment and just just throw Urban Meyer on the fire. He's just another one of them. He, he thinks he's still he thinks he's still coaching college and he can do the same things that you know he, he's the head you know he's the big shot you know he's probably the highest played guy in the whole state. You know, so what a lot of these head coaches are these of these sports franchises. They should be called franchises, but they are franchises. You find out, right, that these that, that are the highest athletes who's, in college. Who's the highest paid? Who's the highest paid public 
servant in any state, and it's usually a, a college basketball or football coach. Correct. And uh, that's pretty sad when, when, you, when you think about it, uh, it on, on a lot of different levels. And, uh, and Urban Meyer's a, you know, a coach of grown men now uh, who are getting legally paid to play football. And uh, you can't be acting that way. You can't be going out and acting a fool. Uh, you know, it just—it's not going to. That might fly on campus. That's not going to fly uh, when you're a professional. He's clearly thinking he's—he's he's still on campus. Uh, he, even going back to the college campus or the college city that he used to work to go down to his restaurant that he owns down there, uh, so that he can hang out with some co-eds who are grinding on him, and he gets uh, caught yeah. TM, you know, TMG style uh, filmed. Uh, grinding and holding uh, a young lady, you know, that is not his wife, uh, that looks to be a co- I, nothing, I don't know if nothing, she's a co but she sure illegal. looks like she's 20. I mean, nothing illegal happened there, um, but it, it, it shouldn't have happened. Nothing that a winning football coach would do happened there either, because that's not you, what you winning also, football mean, coaches you mean, do. You mean Bill, Belichick and, and, and Bill Cower <laughs> and you know, Mike Tomlin? And, They're not running off to a restaurant after they lose. Uh, to go grind with co-eds and running away from the team. He left the team to go because yeah. they were playing in Cincinnati and yeah. he's like, well, we lost, but you know yeah. what? I'm right here. And uh, there's, there's, there's a few coaches who might get a, Andy Reed might get a pass for that actually. Well, even he's not, he, he wouldn't do anything like that. His kids, no, know, he wouldn't. All right, I, yeah, Pete I Carroll, maybe Pete Carroll seems like <laughs> kind of a doofus enough to do something like that. Right. And he's from college. And he'd be, sit, and he'd be sitting there going, woo, you know, doing his best <laughs> Ric Flair that he's always doing over there on the sideline. Oh, that's a that's a perfect uh, example because he's he used to be the big guy at USC and all the violations caught up to him, and that's the only reason he went to Seattle in the first place. So <laughs> He couldn't coach in college anymore. <laughs> right. That's the only reason he was there. So, yeah, that, that might be the only – and even he didn't do that. So, Urban Meyer, that's congratulations. Right. You're not nearly as competent as Pete Carroll. That crazy man. Good job out of you. All right. What do you figure? Urban Meyer's one and done? Honestly, he should be in the middle of this season. Like, I don't know what Shad Khan is. Shad Khan just wants to not admit uh, his mistake. And that's the only or is Urban Meyer, oh, Meyer going to go full Bobby Petrino and just wait for an opening somewhere and just jump ship? Just right? leave. Just leave. You know what? His character, that would actually make sense. That tracks to yeah. All right, the rest of week five picks, 15 more games to get to. We'll get to start with your Dirty Birds. Uh, Sunday morning over there, uh, over across the pond in London, England. Yeah. The NFL showing the best of themselves to England once again. Falcons, Jets. Mm. 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 Uh, I call this, this game. I call this game. Payback for losing the Revolutionary War. <laughs> Congratulations I, for losing the war. You now get to watch two of our crappiest football teams come and play in your country. I, I thought the Jaguars were payback. Like the entire Jaguars residency in, in England is, is payback for that, I think. Uh, that's coming next week, the, uh, the Jags. Uh, so this week it's Atlanta and the New York Jets. They're both one and three. Uh, that's a, a home date taken away from uh, your Falcons to uh, to play this yeah. game uh, over in uh, in England. Uh, they are still the uh, they're not at home. They're technically not at home, but they're still the uh, home cop out line 
three-point favorites, Atlanta minus three, hosting or playing the Jets. Yeah, you, you came out of the game impressed by the Jets, and I came out of that Atlanta-Washington game completely unimpressed with Atlanta. Like, they got the best out of Matt Ryan. They, Cordero Patterson had his career day. He should have just retired after the game was over because it's never going to get better. for a, a career kick returner who has now been somehow transitioned into a running back ends up th- putting three touchdowns up. I, you know, Matt Ryan looked good. Uh, took advantage of that terrible Washington, and they still lost the damn game. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Jets here. Uh, Atlanta also, I haven't watched this team for most of my life, uh, horrible track record of getting lit up by uh, by rookie quarterbacks and no-name quarterbacks. So I, I completely expect Zach Wilson to go off on this team, and I think the Jets are going to win. Uh, and Atlanta's not even going to have uh, Calvin Ridley. It's, it's a personal or issue. Gage. Or Russell Gage. So I don't know. Uh, how the Falcons so play the score? The Jets, get, the Jets get the Titans without AJ Brown <laughs> and, Julio. and Julio Jones, and now they get the Falcons without Kelvin Ridley and Russell Gage. You know what? They need some breaks. The Jets needed some breaks, and the league is is trying to oblige and give it to them. Um, yeah, Zach Wilson break, uh, breaks his maiden and gets that win over the Titans defense, and the, the Falcons D isn't really any better than the Titans. They might be worse, so. Uh, I, I'll concur and, and take the Jets. Go Zach. Go Gang Green. Uh, Sunday action back here stateside. New Orleans in the potato skins. Uh, good Jameis, bad Jameis. I guess this this will be good. Uh, they are both two and two. Uh, deuces are wild here. New Orleans is a two point favorite on the road at Washington. Yeah, if you're if you're keeping track of the good Jameis, bad Jameis, it's an even odd thing, right? So odd weeks you get good Jameis. Uh, last week we didn't get we didn't get terrible Jameis last week. We just got Daniel Jones going for four hundo, uh, which makes you wonder: terrible is, is this going to be is this going to be uh, Taylor Taylor Tyler whatever the hell uh, Heineken <laughs> uh, going for going for four hundred against that that Saints secondary boy? You, you just you got to hope not if you're the Saints. Uh, I, I don't have a real strong feeling about this game one way or the other. I'm not even going with the good Jameis, bad Jameis thing, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Saints to, to bounce back off of that ugly luck. Good, well-coached teams, they bounce back after these kind of ugly losses. Um, I, I think this is a coachable moment. And Washington secondary is just awful. So if, if you're not going to unleash uh, Jameis in this game and try and take some shots downfield, then, then why is he your starter? So I'll take the Saints to, uh, to cover the number. He's your starter because your other alternative is Taysom Hill. And, and he looked can't... great in preseason, throwing the ball down the field. Let, you know, let Jameis cook. What? Hashtag let Jameis cook? Wait a minute. Uh, so he's a beer man now? Uh, Taylor, Tyler Heineken? Tyler is, is Heineken. That... <laughs> hey, beer man. That's my new name for him, Tyler Heineken. <laughs> you got to be drunk. Man is up above Oh, that's a good name. You've you got to be drinking a Heineken watching uh, Washington football these days. Um, uh, I don't feel strongly about either way about this one. So this is where uh, if we were on the phone, we would be going off on tangents all, all uh, yeah. for an hour or two. Uh, but we have to fasten up and, and straighten up and fly right because we have the rest of the picks to get to. Uh, Saints have two off, uh, offensive linemen out for this one. So if Washington does want to get right defensively, this would be a good time to get after Jameis. 
I think the defense is going to make the difference uh, either way in this game. I love the under, uh, but is it Chico disturbing wild thing into making bad mistakes, or is it the Saints defense uh, getting back to what they do best and forcing uh, your, your guy Beer Man uh, to screw up? I'm going to concur. I think the Saints will force Taylor, Tyler, Heineken into more mistakes than, than James, but I, I don't feel great about it either. Uh, on to Detroit and Minnesota, uh, tied with another game for the biggest spread of the week, which we'll get to in a couple picks. Uh, but the Lions at 0-4, the Vikings at 1-3, and and despite that, the Vikings are still two-possession favorites, which shows you what people think of Detroit. Uh, Lions are plus 10 at the Vikings. Yeah, that's after, you know, the, the Lions, you know, so, again, the Lions are really bad, but hidden inside of how bad the Lions are, the fact that they've moved, they moved the football. They, they they get up and down the field. They did it, like I said, against the Bears, I mean, living in the red zone the whole game and just kept coming away with zero after zero after zero. Minnesota's defense, not quite as, as, as good or ball hawkish as that Bears defense. I think that's enough. Uh, to keep them at least around in this game. I mean, this, you know, 10 never really feels like a pushy number, but boy, this is this has got like 27-17 written all over it. But I'm going to take the Lions and the points here just on a, on a pure speculation play that they're able to move the ball up and down the field on a Vikings defense that's not very good either. Right. Um, I, I would love Minnesota. Uh, the Detroit offensive line is beat up. They had the rookie uh, Panay Sewell out there for a while. They didn't want to put him out there because he looked so bad in the preseason, but they had to because they were uh, dealing with injuries. Now he's hurt. Um, so, yeah, if Minnesota was playing the way they're supposed to, I would probably give the 10. But uh, Vikings defense has been trash uh, early on this year, and we've been uh, making hay taking Detroit and big points. It's been, uh, it's been a moneymaker uh, this year so far, and uh, I think we're going to do it again. Uh, the knee biters, they can, they can give Kirk Cousins a run for it, um, and Dalvin Cook is clearly less than himself. I think that's the other big key for me is the Vikings offense is obviously so much better when they're balanced out and letting Dalvin Cook do his thing and then letting Kirk Cousins work off of that, and Cook is, is not himself. He missed a game a couple weeks ago. He came back last week and didn't look anything like himself, so – uh, until he gets right, I think the fading the Vikings is probably the right thing to do. So I'm going to concur and, and take the 10 points. Uh, Eagles versus Panthers in uh, a game where the Panthers will try to get back after Dallas uh, spanked them and, and exposed them a little bit. Uh, they get the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Weird team to try to figure out the, the Eagles because uh, Hurts uh, has some big play capabilities. So, you look at the one and three record and Carolina at three and one, uh, you might think that's a huge line, but public thinks the Eagles might have a chance. They are only a cop out line plus three at the Panthers. Yeah. And even for as, as big of a spanking offensively as Dallas put on Carolina and we're far enough in the season now, but also early enough in the season where you would think if you got that kind of a whooping put on you and you were the number one defense that you would just drop a ton they're they're number three. They only dropped from yeah. one to three, which is I think also more of a testament to just how dominant they were over those first four games. And I'm going to count Dallas as more of the aberration. That is a superior superior talent as far as you know offensive talent goes. So I don't think the Eagles quite stack up with that. I think Carolina gets back to playing defense. Sam Darnold can con- continue his career renaissance. And uh, I'll take the Carolina Panthers and, and, and give the three. 
apparently we've been doing it wrong, uh, making fun of uh, Chubba Hubbard, because uh, as you know, uh, here in Memphis, uh, it's Cowboys country for whatever reason. So uh, Panthers-Cowboys was a local game down here, and the Fox commentators on that game constantly referring to Chubba Hubbard as Chuba Hubbard. Apparently it's pronounced Chuba. Oh. Well, I call him Hubba Bubba, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so I officially apologize to Chuba Hubbard for messing up your made-up name. Uh, so anyway, if, if the Eagles can't protect Jalen Hurts, then Carolina can definitely get to him and get that, that lofty defensive standing back and maybe be number one again. But uh, as I was saying, I, I'm not going to go off of this. That that big standing and that big rating for the Panthers D is largely based off of the crap that they were playing those first three games. So, uh, yes, Dallas is obviously a step up, and obviously they failed that test. I don't think the Eagles are terrible. I think they, like I said, they got some big play capabilities. The Panthers trading for Stephon Gilmore is going to be a, a huge help potentially. You, you want to make a big move like that to, to help you get back uh, to your number one rating defensively. But he's out this week and next week. He's not going to help them in this game. I'll take the Eagles. What the hell? Um, I think Jalen Hurts is actually uh, makes has a, has a future. I think uh, I see. A, I don't want to say uh, Kyler Murray because his feet aren't that fast, but uh, he's got that same you know Russ Kyler that when you think you got him in trouble, like he can make some plays and make you look silly and and uh, actually make some things happen out there. So I'll, I'll take the Eagles in this one. And Devontae Smith, I heard he's pretty good. I heard that somewhere. I think on this show. The Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tommy comes back home after the New England week um, and gets to host the one and three Dolphins uh, and and Jack Brisket. And that's the other biggest spread of the week uh, tied with the Detroit Minnesota line. The Dolphins are yeah. plus ten at the three and one bucks. I wanted really hard to, to lock this up. I probably should <laughs> lock this up. Uh, Tampa coming off of a, a pretty lackluster performance. Miami just hot garbage. Uh, I'm I'm not locking it up, but I am taking Tampa. I'm giving all the points. Uh, this 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 feels. Boy, I should. I'm talking myself into. Well, probably. Well, why am I not locking this up? But yeah, I'm I'm not. There's still that little bit of lingering doubt here, or maybe a game I like a little bit better. But there's there's just I don't think Miami has a chance to hang around in this game. That that offense is completely broken. The defense is eh. And uh, Tampa Bay, you know, probably comes off of that game against New England feeling like they lost, even though they won. Yeah, probably. Uh, this will shock you. Will Fuller hurt himself. What? I know no. <laughs> I know. Uh, busted his finger. Will Fuller's move is to catch a 60-yard bomb and then <laughs> get hurt. Nope. He, he outdid himself this time. He busted his finger before he could make any big plays for the Dolphins. Uh, so he's going to be down for several weeks. Uh, Devontae Parker is a <clears throat> game-time decision with a hamstring, so it gets worse and worse for, for Mr. Brisket out there. Uh, although Tampa is, is a little short, Gronk is still out with those busted ribs. Now Antoine Winfield is out. That secondary just keeps hemorrhaging players, but they're playing Miami, so it's not going to matter. Uh, now that the New England game is over, you know, back to brisk, back to business for Tampa Bay, and Jack Brisket would still be in New England uh, if he was any good. So I think this is a, a great spot for Tampa to bounce back as well. Uh, probably both of our second uh, locks of the week, if we were ranking them, this would probably be number two for, for both of us. I'm not locking it either. So wow. Both... Okay, yeah. And we might look back and go, why didn't we lock yeah. that up? 
Yeah, we can both shoot ourselves in the head next Saturday when I get like, back. Like, why didn't I lock up the Bills? I had them as a 17-point favorite. You'd think that should <laughs> be a lock. Well, yeah. Well, but, but it's still also a big in, number, too. So you're, you've got yeah, that little exactly. bit of, like, nagging doubt. With like, oh, that's a lot of points. I said they'd have it covered by halftime. It was only 16 to nothing at halftime. Oh, see, you're a liar. You dirty, dirty I, liar. I know. Terrible. Uh, Packers and Bengals is interesting because they're both three and one, and I know I wouldn't have predicted that at this point in yeah, the no. season. Uh, but of course, the public much more uh, comfortable with the Packers in that spot. They are minus three on the road at Cincinnati. Yeah, like I said, after that early blip against the the Saints, where you know Jameis throws for the five touchdowns and the Packers look lost and confused. Uh, they, you know, like I said, against the Steelers, the Packers are just showing up and they're just, they're just going to work. They're, they're not, you know, they're not blowing people out. They're not really doing anything spectacular, but they're just a good football team. This feels like one of those like upset alert type weeks. So I've got this, I've got this one on my radar. I don't have the stones to pick it. Like I should have taken Cincinnati over Pittsburgh. You know, in, in my coral area a couple of weeks ago, this just has one of those, like, odd-feeling kind of games to me. Like, watch watch this one, because there's some potential there. But I think Green Bay minus three on the road against – again, if Cincinnati was the Cincinnati we thought they were at the start of the season, you'd be giving a touchdown in this spot. So this feels like value territory now for me. So I'll, I'll take the Packers and give the three. I don't think they win by more than four or five, though. I, I, I honestly think this is going to be closer than people think. Hey, I picked this as a three-point win for Green Bay. I have to coin flip this one. Oh, so okay. I feel pretty much exactly the same way you do. Um, Packers pass D back in had been much better this year, but Jair Alexander is out for a while uh, with a shoulder injury, so that might be a, a big loss for Cincinnati. Uh, be aware that Joe Mixon, the running back, hasn't practiced all week with an ankle injury, so they haven't ruled him out, but they probably will. Uh, so that'll be some uh, some hot Samaje Pirine action uh, at running back for Cincinnati if that does happen. But the reason I'm still scared of it is because I'm shocked to look at just the numbers and see that the Cincinnati offense could be the more explosive offense on the field. Yeah. When you look at uh, 24th and 24th for the Green Bay running and passing yeah. versus 22 and 23 for Cincinnati – and Cincinnati coming in actually averaging 9.2 yards per throw to, to Aaron Rodgers, 7.4. That's like almost two full yards more per throw. That is absolutely stunning to me. And, and I've been doubting on Joe Burrow since the season began. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and clearly uh, they're they're not. They're, they've got something going there, and uh, I'm very afraid of this. I did the same thing you did. I leaned on the Packers because it's the Packers, and I can't really – uh, it's hard to imagine the Cincinnati Bengals knocking off the Packers, but hey, um, I think they they obviously have a chance. If I only have them as a, a you know losing by three, so definitely don't feel strong about this one. But I had to pick one side or the other. So yeah, I'm and where you do end up, where you do end up feeling really scared about this game if you're picking the Packers is if you see Kevin King anywhere in the vicinity uh, of Jamar Chase, oh just Lord, change, change the channel, hide the children, it won't be pretty. <laughs> Mature content warning. No, nobody uh, in in the entire state of Wisconsin wants to see that. If they see that, they're all going to have the same horrified reaction. Not good news for the for the pack if that happens. Uh, on to the Patriots and the Texans. Uh, they're both one and three, but 
a lot more people talking about one of those teams uh, and how good they, they feel about them off of their loss last week as opposed to the other. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, no surprise that New England is a big favorite on the road here. They are minus eight and a half at the Houston Texans. Yeah, if if the, if the Patriots were a little bit more explosive or a little bit more competent offensively, I also would have locked up this game because this is Bill Belichick going up against General Mills. And it, we, saw what, we saw what Belichick did to Zach Wilson. I, I mean – General Mills might go full Peterman in this game. He he might. Ooh. This is gonna be this is gonna be prime garbage coming out of Houston's offense in this game. The only thing that scares me is that New England are they gonna score touchdowns or are they gonna kick field goals? Are they gonna be able to convert on the opportunities? You just don't know. And is General Mills gonna be good for that one drive? That one drive that all of a sudden turns this into a, a 16 to 10 loss instead of 16 to three. You don't know. So I'm still going to, uh, I'm still going to take new England. I'm just not going to lock it up. Uh, I had it written down. No reason to trust Davis Mills versus Bill Belichick. So I definitely, uh, I'm on the same uh, window as you. The reason I'm afraid to lock it up is because the Patriots uh, could be missing up to four starting offensive linemen for this game. Some of them are hurt. Some of them got the goop and are still trying to get cleared off of that list. Um, yeah. In the old days, if you're coming into Houston with hurt offensive handy. linemen, you're going to get your ass kicked by the Texans. It would be handy if you had J.J. Watt and, 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 and yeah. Whitney Merciless, yeah. but uh, oops. Yeah, not not quite the same Texans team, so – uh, I'm gonna concur and then take New England and give the eight and a half. We're not locking that one up either, though. So I, I, I wonder if we're gonna have the same lock again this week. We're gonna double it up, double it up again. We might. <laughs> uh, Denver and Pittsburgh. We may have just gotten to it. We'll wait and see. Uh, Denver Ooh. at three and one. Pittsburgh at one and three. And because it's the Steelers, people still think they got something in them. So Pittsburgh is still the favorite. It's only one point, so basically a pick 'em, but. Denver plus one at Pittsburgh. I can only imagine Vic Fangio in that Denver defense watching Steelers game film. Those guys are probably just like all salivating. Like somebody just threw raw meat in front of a <laughs> lion, you know, like just like, oh, my God, we get to play those guys. These guys are terrible. Um, Roethlisberger, with all, for all that, oh, we lost weight and he's more mobile. He's still a statue. He just stands there and takes sacks and holds on to the ball for too long. So that's all gone. He can't hit guys down the field. He has no accuracy on deep balls. And uh, if you get him into uh, obvious passing situations, they're just going to check it down beyond behind the line of scrimmage. On, on Other than that, down, he's a great even, quarterback. Even fourth down. Hall of Famer, though. He, he's going mm-hmm. to the Hall of Fame. But, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, you're dead to me. Uh, huh? Give me the Broncos. <laughs> I'm not locking it up, though. Oh, Oh, I was my butt. My mouse was on the lock button for you. I thought you were about to lock it all the way down, but but you, you couldn't do it. Uh, Pulled it right back. I got another uh, one that I like a little bit more than this one. Uh, there was a legit concern of uh, Teddy Bridgewater was going to be able to uh, to make it to the post for this one coming off of that concussion Sunday, but. Uh, Latest reports today is that it, it looks like he's going to be cleared for this game on Sunday, and the Broncos are thankful for that because even a concussed Teddy Bridgewater is better <laughs> than a healthy Drew Locke. Uh, the 
Broncos defense might assault uh, Ben Roethlisberger worse than the Steelers would have assaulted Drew Locke or Ted. Um, so basically, I think this game is going to be a low-scoring slugfest. It comes down to which D can beat the hell out of the uh, opposing quarterback quickest. And yeah, there's I, I can't trust the, the Steelers the way they're going right now because it's so obvious what's wrong with them, and yet they didn't fix it. They talked all off season as if they knew what was wrong and they were going to fix it. And then they drafted accordingly because they knew what was wrong and they were going to fix it. And then the season started and they didn't fix it. And it's like, um, what, what was all that then? What, what was all that talk? What, how did you uh, arrive back at the same damn offense that you were running last year when you started out 11 and 0 and everyone knew, knew you were a fraud, especially this show. Um, so I don't understand how they came back to, to what they're doing right now, but uh, there's no reason to pick them until they fix it or at least try to fix it. And it doesn't look like they're, they're trying to at the moment. So yeah, I'm going to concur and, and take the Broncos. And I'm also not man enough to lock this down, but <laughs> can't, I can't see Pittsburgh contending. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand them. It won't be a high scoring game, but no. it's basically a pick em line. So it's going to be ugly. because it's, it's going to be like it'll be like seventeen thirteen. It'll be ugly. Any other uh, team playing the way the Steelers are playing, take the Pittsburgh Steelers name off and pretend they're anyone else. Pretend they're the the Chargers or something playing like that. They're not home favorites against a, a D, against a Vic Fangio defense playing like that. No way. No chance. No. But that's what the Pittsburgh name gets you. Uh, AFC South hot action, the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. How do the Jaguars play for that coach after what he just did? And and then and, and that was yeah. bad enough. Came back in the media this week and basically said, well, the, the ownership of this team is with the players. Like, they got to own up and play better. Like, that's got nothing to do with me and my distractions and me grinding on co-eds and whatnot. Like, really, dude? You, you're, you're that obtuse? Wow, okay. Uh, so the Titans trying to bounce back from their loss to the Jets. They are two and two, and they are road favorites minus four and a half at the zero and four Jaguars. Yeah, don't you don't have enough going on with all the turmoil with the coach. You have a quarterback who just can't keep the football in the hands of his own team. Uh, an offense, eh, you know, their best play of the year was a special teams play. And, and you're going up against Derrick Henry, and the Titans looks like uh, Julio Jones is out again, but it looks like they might get A.J. Brown back. Are you seeing that too? Yes. So you've got Tennessee now also coming off of a horrible loss against a horrible team. And, and Tennessee is a good team. A good teams always bounce back in these types of situations. There's just too much turmoil in Jacksonville. I'm locking this one up. Give me the Titans, squish. Yep, we're doing the we double lock again. once again, ladies and gentlemen. You can't, you can't, you'll win the locks title now. You're just playing keep away. That's right. I snuck in your house and figured out what your lock was going to be before the show, and then I drove back down here to Memphis and uh, <laughs> I was able to lock it down. I'm, I'm actually not in Memphis. You don't know. I'm outside your house oh, right now. You, with you're a telescope. Aware of that. That's yeah, right. Or you have a drone. There's a, is there a buzzing <laughs> outside my window? <laughs> There you go. I, I flew a drone in and, and, and videotaped everything that's going on. No, I, I, I guess I gave it away the way I led up to it. I didn't mean to quite do that, but I was like, how do you, how do you yeah. play for that douche? After, come on. Like that is like the, he's doing everything in the playbook of how not to be an NFL coach. 
take no yeah. he's taking no responsibility. He's not being with his team. He's not being a team player. Yeah. He's not leading his men. He's running away after losses to his restaurant. Uh, they, he's doing everything, every, yeah. literally everything wrong. We know and, how Gruden still had there. his Gruden grinders. Well, Meyer has his Meyer grinders, just totally different thing. Totally. That, that has nothing to do with football, folks. Uh, actually, hey, hey! They actually said on the, uh, I think the PFF podcast, I was listening to some podcast that was talking about uh, that they heard Jaguars players legit broke a huddle at practice by going one, two, three, grind. And I don't think it had anything to do with football. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it's how it, it's a joke. It's it's beyond a joke. Actually, this is not even like I couldn't imagine it going this bad. I knew it was going to be bad. You can go back and listen to my, uh, our pregame or preseason yeah. shows. And I've been talking about this uh, since before yeah, the season began, that this was going to be a disaster. I didn't, experiment. Even, I didn't imagine yeah. this. And did you, if you <laughs> saw the video of Urban, you know, it was even worse. Wasn't even wearing a mask. <laughs> Breathing all his old man cooties on her. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yes, I, I was seeing the exact same thing you were, that Julio was out again with his hamstring, but A.J. Brown should return from his. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah I, don't, any... I don't think covering five here is a big ask. I, I don't really don't. So right. let's see. Come on, show me something here. This yeah, feels like a not really a number. low number for what should be probably a two-touchdown win. Right. Even if you slug it out somehow with, with Trevor Lawrence, uh, just winning by a touchdown at the end, uh, that, that that covers it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's about all I got to add to that. How do you play for that guy? How do you trust him? Uh, on to the uh, late afternoon action. The Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles Chargers are both 3-1. and one. Cleveland going out to SoFi. Uh, Miles Garrett didn't practice today with a knee injury. That is troubling. He uh, is on the uh, sort of game time decision watch there. So certainly keep an eye out for that as game time approaches, because uh, he's got to get a Justin Herbert for them to win this game. If he doesn't, this it's a problem. Uh, Browns plus two and a half. So very slight money going on Cleveland. Cleveland yeah. plus two and a half at the Chargers. Well, I'll tell you what, the Brownies uh, very quietly. Uh, well, not, maybe not so quietly. It's the Browns, so they're not going to get a lot of love, but that's the number two defense so far through four weeks. Um, but I'm looking more at the other side uh, of the ball and, and, the, and the Rams, the, uh, the Clipper Chargers defense, and the thing that they don't do well that plays right into the Cleveland Browns' hands, they don't stop the run. That's all Cleveland does. This is the number one running team in football, 177 yards per game. And the Ram and, and the Ram. I keep wanting to say the Rams. Uh, the Chargers defense, uh, yeah, 29th against the run. They're giving up almost 140 yards a game. If Cleveland goes in, same game plan, hide the quarterback, run to win. I think they can, you know, again, do like you did to Minnesota. Go on the road, ugly it up, hold down a good passing offense because you you have um, a really good defense overall. You're, you're stout up front. You can get pressure on the quarterback, makes your back end look really good. I think Cleveland goes in there and sneaks out a win. Uh, Garrett would have been drawing if he does play. Um, a rookie 
offensive lineman and Rashawn Slater, the uh, that thir- the big kid out of Northwestern, 13th overall pick. Uh, that was like the highlight matchup when I was looking at these games where everyone was pointing to Miles Garrett versus Rashawn Slater. That's the one you got to watch. Um, but if Miles is, is banged up. Yeah, he's um, probable right now. Right now. But uh, it's never good when you got a game Sunday and you don't practice Friday. Usually, usually most of the time, guys who yeah. don't practice Friday don't play. What's really uh, got me messed to... up in the head right now is I keep thinking these games are all tomorrow. So I blame you for that. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. I'm going to go to work tomorrow and be like, wait, where, where's my red zone? <laughs> definitely will not be available uh, tomorrow. I'll be on a plane to Miami in very <laughs> few hours, uh, seven hours from now, I'll be on a plane to Miami. For what my wife um, called your swingers cruise, which she said she hopes you have a good time on. I'm sure she does, yeah. Uh, look, I, th- I, told, I told you about it. I read you that, that description last uh, show. Y- so. yeah. We haven't seen many that sounded things like to, a, uh, That sounded like a bio right out of Sioux Falls. <laughs> and the videos that we've seen and, and some testimonials of people that were have been on this boat, it, it hasn't really dissuaded us off of what this might be. So it's still sort of like, I don't know, but we're, we're going we're gonna to have a good time part either way. You. You're going to be on a boat on the ocean. It's not like you can exactly <laughs> just leave. We're gonna have our own room. If it's if it's that easy, we can just stay in the room and listen to the sounds of everybody else and just not leave the room. I'm just get telling you one service. thing: if they have a casino, don't go near the slots. If you know what I mean. Ew, ew. Uh, especially if you don't have gloves or a mask. Uh, anyway, round the cracks. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I'll be here all week. Rolling stubbing gets a whole new meaning. Um, so Baker, uh, th- this is why I'm t- picking the Clippers basically, because Baker, uh, because of Miles Garrett possibly not playing, because that's big. Because I think if he doesn't get at Justin Herbert, then Herbert can can exploit the Clippers uh, or the Browns defense, which is highly ranked. But I think Herbert has shown that he can uh, take care of, of any defense if he gets enough time. Um, and clearly, your, your boy Baker needs Jarvis Landry back. I was joking about that when he got hurt, but. Uh, Langry down and OBJ in, and you see what that passing game has done since then. It's crap. Speaking of craps, um, I mean, they're making explosive plays, but they're not doing a whole lot of volume because they're trying to rely on that run game and, and like you said, hide their quarterback. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a difference maker. When you got a possession guy like Landry and an OBJ in, that, that's not a possession guy because every ball yeah. that Baker throws at him – the Seems like it's in jeopardy of getting popped up and, and picked off yeah. or something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna how, take LA. And, we, and the game we didn't talk about, but man, how impressive are the Chargers right now? Because they come off yeah. the big win against Kansas City. You're thinking letdown, right? Mm-hmm. And nope, <laughs> they just rolled right in there and they took care of business against the Raiders. Yeah, the the, the Monday nighter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They and and both the Raiders and the Chargers came after the quarterbacks in that game too. So. Uh, but Herbert overcame it. Uh, Derek Carr didn't. That was the. That was pretty much the I, I heard he's really good. <laughs> he's not bad. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, they are hosting Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Who uh, Fields is now QB one. I thought Dalton was supposed to be QB one, but now QB one Fields. Yeah. Uh, so Chicago at two and two uh, can't play too much worse than, than their than their loss, but. Uh, but they do have two wins somehow, and Raiders at three and one. Chicago is plus five and a half at Las Vegas. Yeah, their their other win with, for the Bears was when they tried to blow it against the Bengals. <laughs> yes. 
They tried. They really tried to blow that game against the Bengals, but they didn't. Um, and that's also the Bengals so far only loss, go figure. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, I, I know you're excited. I know you love your Justin Fields. Beating the Lions is one thing. But I, if you expect they're going to go on the road here, and then this is what's going to have to happen. Justin Fields now not just having to, you know, gamesmanship the, the you know, the offense. He's going to have to win a shootout. I don't trust Jameis. Uh, Jameis, I don't trust Justin Fields <laughs> yet. It's late. I had a drink in me already. Um, it's been a long week. I suppose. Um, plus, I said, you know, I said the R word, so I had to take a drink. And, uh, uh, you know, so I apologize. But I don't, I don't trust the Bears in a shootout. Uh, this is that that offense of of the Raiders that all you know Derek Carr with all the Yolo balls he he doesn't care anymore he's just like go deep he's, this Al Davis would love this Raiders team because this is just Derek Carr just launching off the back foot finding guys open downfield uh, this is the Bears defense three of those are going to be completely uncovered down the field I'll I'll take the Raiders and <laughs> and, and give the points wide open. Uh, yeah, Carr is sick of his coach uh, threatening to bench him and find other guys. So, yeah, he's like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just going to keep oh, throwing yeah. it up. Watch this. He <laughs> just, uh-huh. just keeps chucking him deep. Uh, so, Fields is a QB1 finally, but he got his uh, running back hurt in the process. David Montgomery had a real nice game, but he had a knee injury coming out of it, so he's not going to play. Probably be down a couple of weeks at least. Uh, for the Raiders, a couple of cornerbacks are out, but it shouldn't matter. I mean, it's – Justin Fields and, and the Bears. And, and not just that, but it's Matt Nagy who doesn't seem to know how to game plan for Justin Fields yet. Uh, they got a win last week sort of in spite of Nagy, not because. Uh, so congrats to Fields, but uh, here's another defense that should uh, destroy the uh, the Chicago offensive line. So, yeah, Max Crosby and, and the Raiders uh, probably will stamp down the uh, the Bears and smother them, and, and it's probably going to be ugly. So I will have to unfortunately concur and give the five and a half. We have concurred a whole lot this week, including another uh, can't beat them, join them. I got, I got to start chipping away here. <laughs> I can't. We we are against each other on two at this moment. <laughs> I play keep away now. <laughs> <laughs> on to the NFC East, the, uh, the NFC least and the uh, giants and the Cowboys. Again, the, Giants and, and Danny Dimes, despite being one and three, are uh, surprisingly potent. Um, and the Cowboys at three and one, looking really, really good. Uh, Giants are plus a touchdown, plus seven at the Cowboys. Yeah, we talk about the surprisingly potent Giants. Yeah, that's that's good for seventh best uh, passing the football right now. Um, you know, actually better passing than than Dak and the Cowboys. The problem is the Giants don't possess yet the same rushing attack. You'd think they would with Saquon Barkley, but they really don't. If you're asking me to trust Danny Dimes over this Dallas offense in a shootout with, where Dallas has what, you know balance, and, and that's the, always been the key, right? This has always been the thing, you know, after coming off of Jason Garrett and going to Mike McCarthy, you got to balance the offense out. You got to get the running game going. You got to take pressure off the quarterback. You can't have Dak throwing the ball 65 times a game because he's going to get destroyed. And it seems like over the last few games with Pollard, with Zeke, you know, with Dak, doesn't have to throw for 400 yards every game. Um, You know, also it it helps that, you know, hold down the numbers passing for Dak is the fact that they're not down 20 points in the fourth quarter. So he's got to throw for 200 yards every fourth quarter. So he doesn't Mm -hmm. get all those Dak time yards. 
uh, yeah, I'm not taking the Giants in, in, a, in what could, I think would, could be a possible shootout against the Cowboys here. So uh, I think the Cowboys take advantage of that suspect uh, Giants defense that the Saints couldn't and that the Cowboys cover. Yeah, Jabril Preppers uh, actually hurt his hammy, as I said, in that game and uh, with the OT coin toss. So he was a little uh, too enthusiastic about it. Yeah, he, he wanted it, and he got it, and he got hurt. So he's not going to play in this one. Um, and they're also going to be missing the same two receivers that they've been missing, Shepard and Darius Slayton. But, yeah, Danny Dimes has gotten over that. Uh, That's funny that he's throwing for that much without those guys. Right. They, they, that maybe bodes well for them in the future when they come back. Uh, PFF actually pushing Danny Dimes is like their number two graded quarterback in all of football right now, which um, I'm guessing their okay. headquarters are in New York. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you know me and, and, and stats and, and metrics and PFF and I'm all for it. And, and you got no bigger fan than me, but I'm not ready to co-sign on Danny Dimes as the number two quarterback in football right now. I, I, I can't, I can't go for that. I'm sorry. Um, the battle of running backs, uh, yeah, no can do. Uh, uh, you were talking about Saquon uh, not holding up so far his end, but he was hurt. He was working his way yeah. back uh, from that ACL last year, so definitely first game was not uh, up to par, but he's been getting better and better, so he's working his way into position. So this is that matchup that I was talking about when they uh, drafted these two guys I was looking forward to in this division for years and years and years, Saquon versus uh, Zeke Elliott. So I think they're both going to bring it, and I think they're both close to uh, 100% right now, but Zeke is so motivated. He is playing out of his ass right now, and uh, it's another level uh, what Zeke and and Tony Pollard are doing, running the ball, the number two run offense in football. You're talking about the Browns are number one. The Cowboys right now are number two with a bullet. So um, I think they're going to keep that going, and I'm going to concur and give the seven. So we are kumbaya once again. On to the 49ers and the Cardinals. Again, every game in that NFC West, no matter who's playing against who, is actually compelling. And San Fran with uh, Trey Lance at the helm. Jimmy G down with the calf injury. So Trey Lance versus Kyler Murray, a battle of uh, ultra-competitive athletic uh, quarterbacks. Really should be fun with that one. Two and two, 49ers are plus four and a half at the undefeated 4-0 Cardinals. Yeah, I, I have a sense if this was Jimmy G, just from the stability standpoint of being able to stand in there and make quicker decisions, I probably would have leaned more to the 49ers on this game. I mean, Lance, he, he looks the part. You know, he's big, he's strong, he's got a good arm, he can move around in the pocket, you can be a little bit more creative with the play calls. But uh, when you have to pump three, four times to throw the ball to a wide-open receiver, uh, you play a team that's bringing a rush, you know, instead of <laughs> instead of a creative play call, you you can't do that. Uh, you just wanted to make kids sure. Get, kids going to get himself destroyed. I will tell you, Arizona, if they're doing one thing, and you probably have numbers on this, I'll just tell you what I see. Uh, they're getting after quarterbacks. Uh, Arizona doesn't seem better than they had been. They used to be they couldn't get the pressure. It seems like I'm seeing a lot of Arizona, you know, make making trouble um, for teams you know, their defense that they weren't making before. They, like I said, all you had to do is get to league average, and they're right there. Um, so, yeah, Trey Lance, I think, is going to be uh, a little over his head in this game. And, again, you're asking this kid to try to keep up in a shootout. Arizona's not stopping, so I'll take the Cardinals and give the five. 
Trey Lance is up, but uh, his all-world tight end, George Kittle, has a calf injury. It's not looking good for him uh, to be there for Trey Lance. That's a really big loss for the 49ers. Uh, for Arizona, uh, Chase Edmonds has not practiced this week with a shoulder injury, so you're talking about baby Terminator. We might see a whole lot of James Conner running for uh, for the Cardinals in this one. Um, yeah, you bring it up. I, I don't have that specific uh, metric pulled up. I can go get it probably in the after show as far as pressure, who's pressuring more, who's getting more hurries uh, so far this year. Yeah, the Cardinals definitely have to be up there. But I, I brought it up earlier, and this is the one I was talking about. Um, PG-13, NC-17, uh, the way Miles Garrett made love to a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields all day long. Uh, Chandler Jones yeah. drawing the uh, the rookie uh, Trey Lance. Will he romance Lance the way that Miles Garrett romance Justin Fields? I think that's going to be the difference uh, for Arizona, and that's basically the reason why I'm uh, concurring and taking Arizona and giving the four and a half because I think Chandler Jones is going to lead that pass rush into the backfield and, and make Trey Lance make some really bad rookie mistakes in his very first start. That's a, it's a, such a tough assignment when you're first signed. And the other similarity is neither one of those coaches wanted to start their guy at that stage. Like uh, right. Matt Nagy, whatever his plan was, it was not to start uh, Justin Fields' very first start uh, at Cleveland and Miles Garrett. That was yeah. definitely not that's, in the plan. That's why you, that's why you start at Falls. <laughs> and uh, Shanahan did not want to have to start Trey Lance at this stage, but uh, Garoppolo coming up with the uh, injury at the very wrong time for them. So, uh, I'll concur again. So we're still different on only two going into the night games. Uh, Buffalo and Kansas City, Sunday night football. I'm really uh, uh, sad that I'm not going to be able to see this one. Yeah, I'm uh, watching should, this one. Yeah, it should be a barn burner. Uh, project, just uh, Josh Allen and the 3-1 and one Buffalo Bills. Only a field goal underdog in this playoff rematch, AFC title game rematch at the 2-2 two and two Kansas City Chiefs. Well, the Bills are about to get the Panthers test because the Panthers had that number one defense and then went up against the top flight offense and they got knocked down a peg. Oh, well, here's the number one defense now. It's the Buffalo Bills. Mm. So now they get to go on the road against a Kansas City team that's trying to not drop their third game in a row. Um, Or actually, they beat the Eagles, but that was coming off of a couple of ugly losses in a row here. You know, the Eagle, I want to take the Bills. But there's that little nagging doubt still in my mind. Like the Bills have been beaten up on some also-rans, and the Chiefs get up for these games. And the last time they had one of these games, they blew that 10-point lead against the Ravens. I don't know if they do that again. The field goal actually feels right, and this really has one. Doesn't this have one of those 51-48 to 48 feels to it? <laughs> I mean, this, this is going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Little weather, uh, possibly in this game too. A little bit of rain, uh, which you would think would favor the team that's better running. Uh, okay, it hmm. says it's the Bills right now, but that's probably more Josh Allen than anybody else. So I, I'm going to take the Chiefs, um, but I, I, I'm scared of this one because I think the Bills right now are the better team. Yeah, there's no reason for me to go on breaking this one down because I feel the exact same way, and I have this game as a three-point game for, for Kansas City. I, I got 37-34. So, again, I had to flip a coin and figure out which, which end I'm taking, and I'm actually going to take the bills with the points because I guess I'm slightly uh, leaning towards Buffalo yeah. sort of coming through. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I don't I – don't, we disagree, 
but I don't disagree with you if that makes sense. Uh, this no, one's really I get it. this is razor's edge type stuff right here. The, they got sunned in the playoffs last year, and, and maybe yeah. they're ready to step up and learn from that and then knock them off. We'll see. Um, and then in the Monday nighter, real quick, Indianapolis at one and three, Carson Wentz played, and he played a little better, uh, plus seven at Lamar Jackson in the three and one Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, because they ain't the uh, the Dolphins, so I'll, I'll take the Ravens <laughs> and give the points. Uh, better effort by Wentz, but, uh, yeah, uh, Baltimore should get after him. Uh, the Colts are back in Baltimore. Where, where's the Mayflower trucks? Wait a minute. This, this is going back to our childhood a little bit there. Uh, yeah, I can – wait, uh, you you took Baltimore? Um, I did. We don't concur. I, I'm shocked myself. I, I, I got well, you took the Colts? Point, yeah, I got a six-point game, so I got Indy, actually, believe it or not. Oh, well, thank you. Right. <laughs> I, I, Myself, that you know, that's a bad pick. When I surprised myself, I looked down and like, wait a minute, I got Indy real quick. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take those points. Baltimore's, you know, they're they're real good. I love them, but sometimes they leave you going. Uh, I think you, you can mean, do a little better. That's than that. so. That's so. Ravens. Is that uh, what you yeah, mean? exactly. One hour after show, we come back. All right, into our VIP after show program. Yep, two hot hours again of our football party, and whew, we, we're, we're both exhausted after that. We both had some yeah. really well, long and, days. You know, Baltimore, we didn't talk about it, but Baltimore, another one of those teams that you'd expect to be, you know, top tier defensively. Uh, no, we're yeah. getting lit up on the back end right now. Yeah, that, that scares me. That, that back now, end scares me right now. It's not exactly lighting up, you know, the world offensively. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting. It's an interest. The, the 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 bigger matchup is that Baltimore offense, you know, making trying to make some hay against that that indie defense because that's clearly the better side of the ball for the Colts. Yep, and if they can uh, handle the game and and do what they're supposed to do, controlling the ball, time of possession, run, 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 and set up the big plays, uh, they they've had a lot of success doing that this year. They just haven't. It, it's, Feels like they just barely are a little off timing. Like again, I think back to all those drops by uh, Hollywood Brown in that Detroit yeah. game. I think about uh, some other missed opportunities that they've had. That you know they're, they're just a hair off. I think so. Uh, that's pretty much why I'm taking Indy. Is just, just stay within a touchdown. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, and Indy still. It's one of those teams that they're not very exciting, but they 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 don't get blown out. Yeah, they they, they compete. They're they're solid. They're they well coached. They just—I don't yeah. know about their quarterback decisions sometimes, but uh, uh, well, did you think that they made the deal to get Wentz as as a long term decision, or or is that we just we don't want to we don't want to start? Well, well, who'd they have? They had Jack Brisket, right? Right. Yeah, they they didn't have. It's a, like we don't want to start him, and it's not like they gave up a lot to get Wentz. I mean, that was that was a buy low opportunity. So maybe they just you know, ah, what the hell? We'll give it a try. It was a reclamation, and yeah. there was the connection there with the coach, with yep. with, uh, with Reich. Um, and, I don't think and, I don't I don't think that deal is done if there wasn't that uh, previous connection. I think you, you got to have somebody that's been there and seen wins at his best at his MVP level, yeah. and says, oh, "Okay, I can. I, I've seen that, and I can. I think I can get that back." And since we don't 
have to give up much to to take that chance, and we don't have anything stopping us, you know, or blocking us. We don't have some hot shot rookie or, or anything like that that we got to push back. Uh, yeah, it's sort of a why not situation. So I, I, right. I understand it, but you know, you know, your your quarterback retires coming off of a good right. season. You have no draft capital because you're not gonna you're not getting a a, a highly ranked quarter. So. Yeah, you, you do what you can. You get a guy in there, but yeah, Wentz feels like this feels like a stopgap, like why not type thing. Maybe yeah, like I said, maybe you get lightning in a bottle. What you don't expect is now he's out there on two bum ankles. But hey, it was good enough to beat the Dolphins. Yeah, that, that's the Dolphins. The no, guy it, who it's, could barely walk. Beat the Dolphins. It's, it's a better effort than I thought he was going to give. That's for sure. Um, but Man, wait, maybe... what happened to the Dolphins? I, I mean, they you know, looked they're... like that team that was like right on the verge, like they were ready to move up and they're just bad. I think their defensive talent has always been a little overrated to me. Like I think Ryan Flores got, he squeezed every bit of the juice out of that. When he first got there, he got the the top notch effort. He got the buy-in basically, but I don't want to say that they're going the other way on him or giving up, but uh, he's not getting clearly uh, the best out of those uh, positions that he, that he that he had been getting when he first got there. It's it's a little lesser uh, effort, a little lesser uh, execution than before. And him being supposedly you know a defensive coach and a, a you know from the Bill Belichick tree that he's supposed to know what to do to get those guys back on the right page. And it, it, I don't know if he knows what to do. It might just be you know he might be really good like at a, as a coordinator or a, you know, a defensive mind in the room or something like that. But as the head honcho guy, I have a feeling that he's, he's lacking. He might not be long for this job after let's say maybe next year. Yeah. No, it's, it's just a shame. Cause you know, especially after the, you know, the Patriots start their descent and you kind of figured, okay, the bills were the team that, you know, was going to take jump up and take that number one spot. But you had a lot of, you know, you had the, Dolphins and the Patriots, I thought, would kind of contend for that that second spot. Oof, man! Right. Dolphins might yeah, the be opening there with the Jets for the last place spot. Right, the, the opening and was Gialto, there, and you know Miami thought they had their quarterback to to contend and compete for that yeah. next spot behind them, and problem, that doesn't look like it's the right guy. Problem was that quarterback was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Huh. Well, he they weren't counting on that. That was never in the plans. <laughs> that wasn't the plan, but do you think they'd be a better team right now with him? I mean, obviously, they're not right right now because he's hurt. But No, no, um, but if he had not been shuffled right. off and he was their starter right now, you know, obviously he wouldn't have been injured. You know, He'd be their Miami Dolphins starter, so we don't know. But they had him for the last four weeks. Do you think they'd be a better team, right? I do. I, I'm a yeah. gives a believer in Fitz, Fitz magic or whatever you want to <laughs> I mean, call it. I don't it. think they'd be uh, great. <laughs> right. I, I just said better. When I made him the, you know, one of the reasons that I picked Washington to repeat and win their division is not because I thought he was going to throw for 4,000 yards and go to the Pro Bowl. But I thought he was in in this stable. stage of, of Fitz stable. magic competent enough to to be stable exactly just to, to right he's turnover bernie sanders but you know what you're getting with ryan fitzpatrick right he's you know exactly who he is that he'll have those four or five game stretches where he's the best quarterback in the league and then you know the clock strikes midnight and he turns back into a pumpkin 
he's become much better in his, his later years at making those big plays count instead of just spreading him out sporadically. Like he really is getting a better time, better timing in my opinion on when to make those big plays instead of just, well, I'm going to throw for 340 and, and a few touchdowns, but when it's, you know, the key moment, I'm going to throw the, the soul-crushing INT or the, the big fumble to lose the game. He's, he's doing a lot less of that in his, in his older yeah. age. Yeah, the the Matt Ryan or the Kirk Cousins move. Oh, soul-crushing, yeah. So, yeah, we, we both had some uh, some long weeks and some long yeah. days uh, uh, health-wise. The, the, how's the family? Everybody's fine. Uh, everybody's healthy. Uh, Grant went back to school today, so the last one waiting to get back out into the public is my wife, and uh, she's got to take a COVID test to be cleared to go back to work. So her test is Sunday, and uh, she should be going back to work on Tuesday, and that'll mean all of us are 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 clear. My daughter's been back right. in school all week. She's she's doing fine. That's great to hear. That. It was tough for my son this week, though, being home all week. You know, he enjoyed yeah. being home with us, you know, because I was home a couple of those days. My wife, obviously, is still quarantined, so she was home all week. So I think he appreciated that one-on-one time, you know, of my daughter being at school and him being home with us. So he got a lot of a lot of mommy and daddy time this week. So he, he liked that. Uh, but you could tell he really wanted. I, I mean, like he was so like excited and, and happy, and I could tell he was happy to go back to school today. You know, see his friends. You know, it, mm-hmm. you know that, that 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 that's what it's about. You know, you, you can't you know being locked up in the house. It ain't fun. Well, it is if you're a loner like me. But for most people, no, it's not. Well, fun. yeah, I mean, I, I I could handle it. I did it. Uh, I remember when I last year when I was sequestered away from everybody for almost a week because everybody thought I had COVID and I was waiting for that. This back when the test results took a week to get or whatever it was or yeah. four days, you know, where now you get them basically next day um, or two days if you get it on a weekend. But, you know, uh, my uh, son's test was on a Sunday. We got his results back pretty quick. Whatever the, this is that they're doing uh, for travelers is uh, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm I'm all for that. Uh, we had to take a test to get back from Mexico to America, and it was nasal, but I knew it wasn't the same thing because the dude didn't go nearly as far up my nose as everybody else did into back your last brain. year. Right. It wasn't like six inches up into my damn nose. And, you know, it's basically right in your nostril right there and not too much deeper. And then literally, I think it was 10 minutes later, they said we were good and, and we passed. Um, so I'm all for that, you know, 10 minutes and you, you already know. Um, and so the same thing for this, uh, cruise with the Virgin voyages is they make you take a test before you get on the boat, but the results are going to be, you know, instantaneous. And when, once you're cleared, then you're, you're good to go. Um, so maybe that's coming to, to everybody. Uh, I don't know why I hope it's accurate. Uh, otherwise I don't know why they wouldn't just do that with everybody to have that very quick nasal swab test, but well, my, uh, my wife, I didn't have a test officially this last go round because I never really presented or I just did mm-hmm. my quarantine time. But all three of the others, uh, you know, my wife and the kids had to get the test. And no, my wife's like, no, it was just the, the quick swab of the nose now. They said that if you've got the cells there, you know, it doesn't matter where in the nose they are. They're going to be there if you have it. I'm like, oh, okay. well, that's changed. 
Yeah, well, I got that's the definitely test. They took that real thin Q-tip and they shoved that thing up like so far, like it burned, and my eyes were watering. No, I and remember. I was believe sick me. At the time, so I, I remember I was sick. I was real congested. Like I had a lot of cough, and I, I, and I they pulled that thing out of my nose. They went up so far it was bloody. They pulled it mm-hmm. out, and I was just like, yeah, I, I knew for sure when I saw that Q-tip. Like, oh man, I, I got it. I got the. <laughs> and I didn't have it. Yeah. Uh, no, the same thing happened to my on that thing. <laughs> same thing happened to my wife. She she bled too when when they tested her last year. Yeah. Well, um, I was already. I, it was probably right. I already had it up there, and they just right. tapped into whatever infection that I had up in my sinuses and then my nose and, brought, and pulled that out. That was pretty gross. Yeah. No, my wife's yeah, like, yeah, no, they took the, she took the kids and they pulled down their mask and they just stuck that thing in there and swabbed it around real nice and gentle. You know, that was yeah, still, that's what they did that was to still us. good enough. That was still good enough to get my wife her, uh, you know, her, uh, her, I mean, my wife, my daughter, her positive test and the negative for the other two. So, hmm. okay, well, that that's great. That, that apparently we're through with the days of the uh, the Q-tip going so far up that you're getting your eye, you know, messed yeah. with or something. They'll probably figure uh, out some way to, you know, make the tests work. Rectal, they'll do for the next one. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, everybody, bend over and you call. You got COVID of the anus. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 No, not ass COVID. You're gonna come up with some new variant. Man, whatever wow. that virus I had coming back to Vegas, that that was probably COVID of the ass or something. I don't know. <laughs> like motto or something. I think. Mean, oh man, that was just two days. That was four days of eating way more than we should have. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, we. You know what? I I eat way worse on these cruises, and that was uh, well, these cruises. You, yeah, you know, the buffets. They just get you whatever and, you want, whenever yeah, you want, right? It's just exactly. everything all the time. Go here and take whatever you want, and sit down. If you still want some more, go get it. Get up and get some more. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to this cruise. They seem to have some uh, food areas uh, that. You can just kind of walk by and like grab a salad, grab a sandwich, something like that. You don't have to wait in a long line. Not you don't sure. have to necessarily sit down and, Say, and this is wait. The kind of cruise I want to eat at a buffet. Yeah, you know what? I'm you know, playing up all the the crazy stuff and the swinger stuff and what. Uh, it's it's probably going to be fine. I don't. Yeah, think it'll. It's I mean, be... it's a cruise. It'll probably be pretty tame. You know, unless you know you go looking yeah. for it, right? You go, you know, <laughs> just stay off the poop deck. Oh. Both uh, for you. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, we were, uh, my wife and I were watching some videos from some people that were, were, uh, were on this particular cruise already. And it, it, yeah, it looked like kind of like Cirque du Soleil on a boat or Vegas on a boat, like a lot of glitz and dancing and, and sure. people walking by going, woo, and stuff like that. And. You know, yeah, kind of like a like a Mardi Gras and, kind of thing or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got your beads? I, I do not have my beads. Okay. Um, but yeah, just whatever. I, I think it's going to be whatever beads, you want. The Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> oh God. Um, like I said, there's a there's a box in everyone's room that's got some goodies in there, and oh, uh, no. yeah, there's there's some things. <laughs> That you literally are going to have some people call. I, this will be the first cruise that you have, you have people calling a front desk saying that they're out of batteries. And I, I never would have thought uh, you, you would have something like that. But, yeah, you're going to have that. 
because um, like I said, there's some some things in these gift boxes, and some of those things uh, vibrate. So yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's gonna be whatever you want. If you want that kind of thing, if you want you know silliness and uh, yeah. running around trying to screw everybody, I'm sure you're gonna find those people. Yeah, it's um, like the Benny Hill show. Yeah. <laughs> And if you want to just take it easy like me and my wife and then hang out on the balcony and just watch everybody, then, you know, that, you can do that, too. So, well, this is the gonna... one I can't I can't wait to hear the recap. <laughs> yeah, we, we might see some things, um, but we'll, we'll see. I think we're, I think we're going to have a great time. Um, I think everybody who wants whatever they want from this trip is going to get what they want. And I was actually just telling my wife tonight like the vibe already just from watching some of the videos, like it, it it doesn't make me want to go, you know, swing or anything like that, but I might, you know, check out a club. I might, you know, get out on the floor maybe a little bit. So it makes you want to like live a little more, which I think is what they're, the the point is. I think that's the vibe that they're going for. They want whatever you want to do, just, they want you to do it like at your, your, at your height, at your, uh, whatever you feel the most free to do, uh, whatever that entails, you know, and get permission first. Of course, you have to, you know. Oh yeah, consent. that old disclaimer was. Mm-hmm. Got to get wow. consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever you want to do, it's going to be there for you. So I think there's going to be a very different vibe from uh, all the carnival cruises that we've been on, and uh, it's adults only, and all that entails. And so yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be fun, you know, and. Uh... I'm sure you'll uh, somehow find a way to either to get me your pick for Thursday night, and uh, you know what? I honestly <laughs> might forget if we're uh, in the Uh-oh. middle of everything. Uh, so, uh, but but we're gonna have the phone still. We we got you know international plans, so we'll we'll have our phones. So just shoot me a reminder. Ah, okay, that that'll work then. So, it's uh. Where are we here? Uh, yeah, it's it's Bucks at Eagles right now, just so you know. Okay. So have that in uh, mind. Right now, the Bucks are given six and a half, even though it's a little too early for that. So. Yeah. That could change it, it, if Tom Brady like blows his knee out. Yeah, took the words right out of my, out of my mouth. If Tom if Tommy gets hurt on Sunday, that line will change. So we'll <laughs> hold, hold <laughs> off on any that's, But that's the matchup. Matchup is Bucks at Eagles. On Thursday night, and you said you're still playing around with the idea of what you wanted to do next Saturday for a, a show. Uh, yeah, we kind of did. We kind of decide on like one hour because there's no no recap because I'm not going to be able to watch the games anyway. Uh, oh yeah, and, yeah, that's uh, right. And and we're doing like a like a just a straight nine o'clock pick show for an hour. Right. Yeah, I'll uh, be able to get my picks together when I get home Saturday, unless there's you know flight delays or anything like that. Right. I definitely um, uh, well yeah, but if there's flight delays, you'll have plenty of time to research your picks. Sitting there in the airport. <laughs> exactly. On my phone, honey, I, I can't go get any food right now. I'm trying to get my football picks together. Well, yeah, you can uh, multitask. Uh, so yeah, the only thing I'm not looking forward I remember, to. I remember is, doing this show. I remember doing this show from a hotel room once. Yeah, that, this is true. So, I know it can work. I know it can be. I know it can happen. I have faith in you. All right. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is this flight tomorrow morning to Miami, which is at 6. So. And then you're going to probably be like, man, I don't even get to stay in Miami for a little while and do Miami things. With everything that's been happening with the goop, 
I don't know if I want to be in Miami for very long. Oh, I, I I don't know. Is it bad in Miami right now? It's bad everywhere in Florida. It's always been it's been bad for the longest there because they have leadership that doesn't want to get rid of it. Like every mandate to get rid of it, like get masks or anything like that, they try to stomp it out. So it, it's always bad. Florida is always one of the worst states uh, for for COVID. So. <laughs> They, they just want it. They just love their COVID. I don't know why. All right. Um, unless you have anything else, I'm going to try to get some sleep. No, I'm good. I, yeah, I got to work tomorrow. So normally I do these shows and I don't have to be up as early because tomorrow's Sunday. Uh, no, yeah. I got to be up at six o'clock tomorrow morning. So well, yeah, we'll, we'll have you, we'll have you beat. We'll be, uh, we'll be up at three something because we got to be at the airport by like four. Nice long day for us. But, but it's all it's what so what time do you get on the boat? Well, uh, we don't get on the boat until Sunday at like so we, I think our slot so to get on so the So you're spending the night in Miami? Yeah, uh, that's oh, my okay. wife. She we we never fly down the day of the cruise. She refuses to uh to do that cuz and, and she's right if there's, you know, the the right. plane is is broken to take 6 hours for the next flight and then we miss our our boat then we're we're screwed. So we always fly down the day before a cruise. Um, so the the slot for the cruise is like 2.45, I think, in the afternoon. Uh, but that's just to get there to get the COVID test to start the process of getting on the boat and getting the, the metal detector and the uh, luggage you know, scanned and all that stuff. Uh, so it take, it's going to take a while to get on this boat, but the, the boat doesn't leave until like 7, so we're, we're going to be fine. Well, you know, having never been on a cruise, that just sounds like man, that sounds like a lot of work. Uh, embarkation is is yeah, it, it take it, it it is a lot of work. It takes a lot, and the the whole mustard drill thing, which I know I described to you before, which used to be just the worst, just standing shoulder to shoulder with all these people for uh, thirty forty five minutes. Uh, and, and the and the presentation never takes out. It's it, it's what they do for uh, to present you with the lifeboat stuff and the emergency yeah. information. Um, but that doesn't take long at all. That's always been like five minutes. The time is just to make every, make sure everybody's there and get everybody lined up. Uh, that, that was the word that used to always wear me out because I'm, you know, a fucking big man. I'm 400, whatever pound, uh, not 400, but you know, close to it. Uh, and standing there for 45 minutes in no air conditioning that used to fuck up my whole cruise before it even started. Uh, but with COVID, it's different now. Um, we're not going to be standing there with all these people. The mustard drill is going to be something that we all watch it uh, in our individual times on the TV in the room, and then we have to go down to the station and scan our wristbands to indicate that we were there. And then that's it. We don't have to stand around and wait oh. for that for any kind of presentation. So that's okay. definitely uh, something I'm looking forward to. It's not having to do that. Well, have a have a good safe trip. Uh, emphasis on the safe. And, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> wait to hear from you next week. Too. That's in the goodie box too. Staying safe. Yeah, things, things to help you stay and, safe. And don't end up on the uh, don't end up on the uh, you know the COVID death ship where one of those breakouts happen oh. where you're stuck out at sea for like a month. So I'll be praying that doesn't happen for you. They're testing everyone before they get on. We better not have a COVID death ship. Everyone's be- everyone better be clean getting on this thing. Getting on is. Because you don't have it when you get on doesn't mean you don't have it when you get off, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes so, it takes a little while for these symptoms to present, so you know, oh. just watch out. 
yeah, we'll we'll, we'll keep our distance. <laughs> All right, he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been a long edition of In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Uh, keep track of any late breaking news for any uh, fantasy players and for any real players. Uh, leading up to to uh, to Sunday's games, because of course Saturday is when a lot of those things happen, um, which is why I prefer doing Saturday shows. But obviously that wasn't the case uh, this time; wasn't able to do it. But hopefully uh, nothing too pressing or crazy breaks out tomorrow. All right, everybody, enjoy your football uh, Sunday. I will not be able to keep track and watch, but I will be back or I'm scheduled to be back in the country uh, next Saturday to do our pick show. We will pick week six in the NFL. And of course, I'll tell everybody about the uh, Virgin Voyages and, and all the uh, all the things that that in, in, entails. Can't wait. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, I will see you and talk to you. And Jason will be there as well next Saturday night, 10 o'clock Central. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.